first things first, what are we drinking? Uh, I have two bottles of Heineken. Um, and my housemate is gone to the shop where he will be getting me two cans of Copperberg, which uh, I'm very excited for. So Excellent. Fruity. Yes, absolutely. Um, I am trying for the first time Modelo. Modelo? Is yeah. That the, that's the UFC sponsor, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's like all of every illegal stream that comes out of America has an advertisement <laughs> for Modelo. They... Uh, I believe I'm right in saying this. Modelo in some way either owns Corona or makes Corona. Or are responsible for the Corona outbreak. Uh, <laughs> yes, something like that, yeah, of course. They, I think they're, yeah, they are the biggest group and exporter. Uh, so they probably do own it. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, a friend of mine who is a bit of a beer head, obviously nobody's gone to the pub. So each month he gets sent a crate of different beer from a different country. Nice. And the last one he had was Red Stripe. Oh, excellent. <laughs> He's like, Jamaican yeah, I got this. Finest. I got, I got Jamaican beer. I was like, was it Red Stripe? He's like, yeah. I was like, fucking greatest beer ever. I was in, uh, I was in a pub in Manhattan. So paying, cheers, cheers like, to you. Oh yeah. Well, actually, I haven't opened my beer yet because I need to drink this Seven Up first because I'm a complete disappointment. But we can still cheers. Yeah, that can be edited out. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I was in Manhattan paying like $8 for a fucking pint of red stripe. So that's just a example of what a strange that, world. It's I, I have, I don't, I've never been to America. I've never played with dollar dues. What is, is, the, is that an okay price for a beer? $8? It's, no, it's Dublin price. It's Temple Bar prices. It's bonkers. For red stripe. <laughs> the, the beer that we famously walked down the streets of London drinking out of a fucking can, buying it for like two pounds in a shitty fucking corner shop or something. First of all, that corner shop was not shitty. How dare you? I don't even remember it. And I doubt that you remember it because if <laughs> I don't remember it, there's almost no way that you do. I do. I do remember it because I remember being like, I'm in a real London corner shop. It's great. <laughs> yeah. I've only ever seen these on TV. In America, they're called bodegas, actually. Well, Still don't have a deli counter, I'm sure. No, they have Greg's, which is... Uh, oh, that's kind of a hell of a lot better. Do you think? I mean, I, I I'm, think, I'm fond of a sausage roll cooked well. I think Greg's is a disgrace. I think it's a, a moral crisis. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. Um, right. Mm. That'll do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm... I'm going to leave all of that in as the start of the episode. I think that's good. <laughs> okay, okay, right. So, um, to the listeners, welcome to episode 120. Do you know what episode number this is, Andy? You listen to it more this, than I this do. This actually isn't my podcast. Um, let me just do a quick uh, quick number. It doesn't matter. Welcome to another episode of the Midnight Hour. Um, joined today by a first-time guest. And obviously, if you're looking on screen, you will see that this is the first ever episode to have video in it. And it's going to be the longest vlog type thing that I've ever done. And I'm super fucking like nervous and shit. So I, I know that like most people don't comment anyway, but if I see a single comment about my teeth in there, I'm going to cry. So um, not really. I don't actually care. Do I'll what? write the comment. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. I have a huge block button on my channel, so it's fine. <laughs> I can do whatever I want about that. So anyways, uh, I'm joined today by Andy, who is a lifelong friend. Um, Basically, I think I've talked about him many, many times on the podcast. 
if I haven't addressed him by name and said my friend Andy, he has been the one in the story where I've said my best friend or whatever. So um, Andy, welcome to the podcast all the way from the Netherlands. Thank you very much. Yeah, this is weird and, and fun. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll have a good old talk here. Um, yeah. I know I mentioned it to you before, but I really like this idea um, that you're going to have these kind of ones because you're probably in the same situation as me because everyone's sort of on lockdown. Mm. I, I'm finding that social distancing and staying at home and working from home suits me because I'm realizing I hate everyone. I know. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I do miss that actual contact with people because my job forever, as you know, has been, uh, and we'll get into that when we go back and talk about the early stages of uh, yeah. our, our travels. It's always been customer orientated. And so forever, we've, I've been talking on the phone to customers and listening to their problems. So when it comes to, and you'll remember, if, like nobody could call me because I would never pick up the phone. That's true. I remember Andy <laughs> like, famously had this line of like, it's like, why are you calling my phone? <laughs> and like all of us were like, I mean, but that's what they do. It, it was designed for that express purpose, Andy, you know that. And then he's like, don't call my phone. Yeah, I was disgusted when people called me. <laughs> well, just what? Why wouldn't you just WhatsApp me? And then I would get, Keely would be looking to go for a pint and he'd be calling me. And then I get a message off and going, just pick up your fucking phone. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time Daly, uh, Daly was bored or something like that. And he just drove around to your gaff and knocked on your door. And you were like, what the fuck are you doing coming to my house? This is where I live. <laughs> you know, I, hang on a sec. Just to clar clarify that one. It wasn't that he came around unannounced, although that was terrible. Yeah. Um, the real issue I had was that he lived three roads behind me <laughs> and he for 20 years. But the moment he decided to get a car, mm. he made it his business then to drive around um, the, the seven-minute walk. Yeah. Seven minutes is very... He never, he never like, ever made that walk, ever. It was about four minutes. Like he still hasn't made the walk because all he ever did was drive around when he got a car. Yeah, that's so true. So I was, I was, it was probably more jealousy than anything else. I was just raging. I was like, look at him with his fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it was, it was a Yaris, so it's not really uh You know what? It's, it's more Yaris than Yar any Yaris I've had. Yeah, that's true. I've so, never owned a car either. So it's uh, like we're, we're talking about what we're going to do with our vacation money when we get paid and I'm, I'm getting driving lessons. No that's way. what I'm doing. Yeah, well, we, we don't have anywhere to go. Why don't you just get a bike like the rest of the people who live in I the have, Netherlands? I have bikes. I don't need bikes. I need a car. Uh, fair. You know? <laughs> I can't argue with that, I guess. Like, I'm not cycling to Bruges. Jeez, that'd be a serious... Like, if you ever want to enter the YouTube game, that's your, that's your vlog ticket right there. Cycling uh, to Bruges? I would watch that. <laughs> Andy, why does it take 14 days? <laughs> I, yeah, there's, and there's, 400 kilometers. Um, yeah. Um, so. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, geez, I, I actually thought we would stay focused and not talk about our, our lives <laughs> and make all these esoteric things, but we did it anyway. Uh, what are you mm -hmm. going to do? Something else I should explain. Um, I've decided to just not shave uh, while I'm in lockdown because I don't see the point, and I'm sort of eager to see how long I can grow my beard. And as you can see, like doing a pretty good job here it's got quite a bit of tuft to it 
it does now a lot of it is shite here that i'm gonna you know stream and all of that um and then the other thing is i can't find anyone who'll cut my hair so um the reason i looked like a you know uh, a vietnam veteran with ptsd is because of that reason shouldn't have really made that reference that was poor <laughs> okay no so uh let us go dang. seeing as none of us are going on holiday this year none of us are doing anything with our summers i think that myself and andy are going to recount the greatest summer of all summers um a lot of people had their best summers when it was like you were 16 years old it was the summer holidays from school and you had three months to go around or if you're in england two weeks or whatever they get pitiful amount of holidays um but yeah and you just spent the whole time playing football with your mates and getting drunk and chasing girls and all of that stuff we did all of that too but the actual best summer ever came in our 20s in 2012 when uh, a certain musical icon by the name of Bruce Springsteen announced the Wrecking Ball tour. And this sounds like I'm reading off a script. All I've written down is the fucking cities that we went to. Literally, I've written down four cities. Um, <laughs> and we decided to follow Bruce Springsteen across Europe uh, because I had never seen him before and I had saved up a ton of money uh, from the magic of being emergency taxed for six months of my life. So when that rebate got paid into my account, I had like five grand or something outrageous. Um, and I was kind of, I don't know if I was, I think I was starting up my YouTube channel around that time. Um, just a few Call of Duty videos here and there. And um, I was really, really bored with my job. And uh, Andy was like, why don't we just go and see a, a few gigs? Uh, I'm planning on, and then Andy rattled off, I don't know, 16 different cities uh, and eight different countries. And I was like, I mean, I, I could definitely do some of that. So uh, we somehow like worked and coordinated this like list of concerts that we were going to go to across all the cities. And we made it work by many different methods uh so i asked for the time off work for um the middle of may for a couple of gigs i think it was a week off in the middle of may a week off in june and then two weeks off in july or something yes that sounds right and they said no so i quit my job and uh <laughs> andy was having issues financing his leg of the tour so what did you do um, I went down to the trusty uh, credit union and I got a car loan for, as, as most 24-year-olds would do, they would get a car loan. I was 23. As most, okay, you would have done it beforehand by now, but most 23-year-olds, when they go to get a car loan, they actually get a car. And as we've discussed, <clears throat> never owned a car. And in fact, never even done lessons. But here we are. Um, and I, I, I had savings. So I took out a car loan to finance uh, our trip. In, yeah, realistically, it, it wasn't even required. because. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but back then, we, we spent, and I certainly spent so much time in the pub, yeah, it was ridiculous. I, I hadn't quite like completely undisciplined because I still got paid weekly. That was what it was. Yeah, oh, I could never understand why you. I I did not turn into an adult until I moved to the Netherlands and got a job where I was paid monthly, and then I was like, "Oh, this is what people mean." Yeah, 
yeah. You know, that's, 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 and that's the reason why I was so terrible. It's because I just did whatever the hell I wanted because I got paid on a weekly basis. Yeah. And I had no money by Wednesday. That, like, like hey, can, you give, can you give me 20, 30 quid? I, uh, I'll get paid tomorrow. It's like, you just got paid last Wednesday. No, do you know what the absolute best, Ridiculous. the best, best, best um, example of this was like, I think it was like a Wednesday night or something like that, that we'd be out. And uh, the lads were like, oh, we'll stay, we'll stay on for a few more points anyway. Last orders was at half 12, and at 12.01, me and Andy would be leaving the pub going to the Chinese, and Andy would be like, I'm just going to check the ATM to see if I got paid. And then sometimes you'd have gotten paid. And sometimes not, yeah. Because it was technically Thursday at this point, so the money was in your account. And then like, oh, I got paid. Straight back to the pub. (laughs) More drink. Yeah, great times. Um, Great times. Um, And uh, yeah, but anyway, yeah, I struggled to finance my life around then. Um, and couldn't see how I was going to finance the tour. Mainly, I think, because I just didn't have a credit card, and so booking tickets was a concern. Yeah, I did most of the ticket booking, from what I remember. I think so. Um, I think so. I definitely got the Barca tickets, and I got the Seville ones, and mm-hmm. it, was, it was me and you and Dave as well, so I ended up buying... I remember, like, for the Barcelona, I think I spent €280. Euros they were so cheap. For, for the Barca tickets, right? Which oh, it's was, incredible. Which was six tickets. They were 52 euros a ticket, I think, including booking fee. I think it was even less, yeah. something. It might have been less. Um, but yeah, it was me, you, Dave, for nights one and two, and the whole thing came to like 280 euros or something. Yeah, that's, yeah. Like, that's basically like what I paid to see Drake. Sure, like, that's a golden circle ticket now mm. at, a, at an artist gig. It was crazy. Nuts. Um, but it was the recession. And so we, it worked for us. We had cheap tickets. We had some money in the bank because we, well, I was working and I had a loan and you yeah. just went to hell with it. I had um, lots of money because, I, because of the emergency tax thing and the fact that I hadn't yeah. really figured out my, um, my fondness for alcohol back then. I was still drinking like... I, d- I was generally drinking like shitty beer from the supermarket. I was staying in a lot and, and mm. uh, playing the PlayStation because I was trying to make it big on YouTube <laughs> or I had notions anyway about YouTube. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. I just didn't really spend a whole lot. Of- I was living at home as well. Like I wasn't paying any. Yeah. Money. Yeah. Yeah. All of these things go into it, but I just happened to have like a shitload of money and what better way to um, live your life than quit your job and go follow a, rock and roll legend around back then I, that it like it didn't even occur to me and it probably didn't occur to you either like how what what a ridiculous and ballsy thing that was to do <laughs> i know yeah like you i think about it now <laughs> you know it's like that i mean uh yeah we've been out with a few different like obviously on the springsteen tours you always meet the same people over and over and sure. um, i remember just like you would always introduce me like uh yeah, he uh, quit his job for this tour, and everyone was always like, "Yes, what? <laughs> yeah," because yeah. they were all adults; they had figured out their lives. Yeah, I know. You know, was, uh, that's actually a thing that I think we should address, right? Because um, whenever I tell people that I went to see Bruce Springsteen loads of times in 2012, a question that I get asked is, um, "Do you?" So the fans who follow around every gig, do they get some kind of discount? Are they involved in some kind of club? Like, is it a certain thing like that? Like, no, it isn't. It's, I guess it's, they're just looking for a point. 
<laughs> it's pure dedication. Like it, it is getting up before, when, when the tickets are on sale. It's like fucking refreshing oh, your page 20 man, that, times, that having a hundred tabs open. And oh, it's, uh, it's something else. And like Bruce Springsteen concerts are very different as well. Like there's uh, probably the most dedicated fan base out of any like um, stadium level performer i would say are the springsteen fans yeah um, for sure they're the ones who fight for tickets the most they're the ones who like regularly sell out i don't think bruce springsteen has ever even played a gig where there were tickets available before he played like um it's uh it, it's he is an industry unto himself basically and so yeah, there is no discount for being a fanboy. <laughs> There's none of that. <laughs> it is all about grind and passion and like just really, really wanting to do it. So that was where we were. Um, yeah, that's true. You looked after the flights, I believe. That yeah, was, was always your it was forte. Probably, it, was, it was the easy thing. I was working nights in a Dublin airport hotel. So travel and planning were things that were coming natural to me anyway. And I had just the three-hour window in the middle of the night doing nothing. Yeah. Um, apart from listening to SpringsteenRadio.com. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, it was it was just there was nothing else really existed back then. I mean, everything else still existed, but it was like Springsteen. That's it. You know. Yeah. yeah. Springsteen was the only thing that mattered. I remember many of your friends commenting on your Facebook page telling you to just fucking get over it. You know, and the best thing about that is like the past couple, what was the, the river tour was the last tour? Yeah. Which was like the revival thing. They were all there. Mm, I know, and then yeah. people were reaching out to me going, Jesus, I never knew this was this and this was him. And it was like, yeah, yeah. So all, all that yammering on and all that uh, shit I took back then, that's fine. It's okay. Yeah. I don't uh, no. blame you. I don't blame anybody, though, because, uh, yeah. You're a, a much bigger man than I, because I take that. I am so... <laughs> it's going to the grave with you. <laughs> I am the most bitter person. I will hold a grudge for... There, there are some things that people have said to me, like, on that tour, where I'm like, oh, fuck him. You know? Hey, buddy, can you move over there, please? Oh, I'm fucking never forget Oh, it's you. water, so is it? <laughs> what number are you? 157? Fucking 157. <laughs> yeah. So, um... The flights were, uh, the first week, I think, is for me the most memorable. Well, no, it's it's the most fondly memorable one. There's one night in particular that I unfortunately still remember. I'll never we'll, forget that. We'll get into. Um, I actually, I made a video about the night in Milan before. And I, yeah, but I was listening back to it and... I just, I sounded way too angry. <laughs> so I couldn't <laughs> upload it. <laughs> I was like, no, I can't do Andy like that. That's too uh, So, um, so I guess... This, this, this may turn to shit, this whole <clears throat> podcast episode. This may go to shit by the time we get to June. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still three months left to talk about this summer, but uh, yeah. we'll, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, it was May. Yeah. Um, and we had tickets in our hands for Seville. Yeah. Barcelona. So what we did was we flew into Seville um, and there's, uh, there's a couple of really like cool little stories from Seville. Like I'll always remember, um, it was my first time going to that part of Spain. It's like the very, very far south of Spain. It's got an equator like oppressive heat just bearing down on you the moment you step off the plane. Um, there's no ocean breeze whatsoever. 
in Sevilla. It is just full on like overpowering heat. But I, I really remember as we touched down onto the runway, the pilot saying, uh, good evening, uh, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. We have now arrived at our destination. Sevilla. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that's like the first thing I remember. And then we went to, um, we had to wait for Dave to arrive from the Netherlands because that's where he lived. And we, right. we hung around in the airport for like three hours waiting for the guy. And oh, I remember I being, I, you don't know this. I've never even told anyone this. It's not really a bad thing, but it's one of those things that keeps me awake at night because of the type of anxiety that I have. But they had this little, um, like a food bar type thing where they had different like types of sandwiches, cakes, pasties, like pastry, all that shite. And I went up to get a roll and I just reached to get it. And it was a glass wall that I thought <laughs> was not a glass wall. And so I basically went up and I punched the glass and the lady behind the counter got a huge fright. And then I went like, oh, sorry. And then I turned around, I went back to the table and I sat down and I was like, no, nah, it doesn't really look like there's anything there that I like. <laughs> I'm not hungry. So I didn't <laughs> eat until fucking like six o'clock that evening. Oh my god! Yeah, um, that's that's the type of. Uh, I was like what twenty, I think. I was twenty-one at the time, so um, yeah. a yeah. much much lesser man than I than I am currently. But uh, yeah, then Dave arrived. We went to Sevilla, went to the hotel, checked in, dropped off our stuff. And we were like, let's go for a walk. Let's go for a pub crawl, and um, it's not quite what we were well maybe it's not quite what i was expecting because i had never been to um a city in a foreign country that wasn't like the city in that country do you know what i mean like yeah. i was expecting like irish bars everywhere and you know mcdonald's and burger king oh the hunt for the irish bar that was a fu that's an ordeal into itself as well <laughs> um yeah we we, we found a, a scottish pub called the clan i believe it was named it was, uh, yeah. Which is just a very unfortunate <laughs> name for oh, a pub. <laughs> gee, they, they could have done so much better with that one. Like. I know. Um, and there was this really weird thing to me was that I was wearing a Celtic jersey and it was the exact same Celtic jersey that they had on the wall of the clan pub. And I remember walking in there like, Hey, how's it going? And nobody giving a shit whatsoever. No, that's that's the truth. I mean, like, if it's like, for example, like the L triangle and Kevin Heaslip that you're aware of mm. in uh, in Santa Ponza, like that's an Irish bar. Yeah. For the most part, the Irish bars are Irish themed bars mm. and Scottish themed bars. That's the thing. Yeah. They're like that bar was more than likely run by a, a Spanish. It was a person. Um, who don't actually care about anyone's origin story. Yeah, that was exactly <laughs> it. I remember trying to talk to them and like we were trying to talk to the locals and stuff like that and they weren't really having any of it. I remember they weren't having it, but I think it was just strange to see three very pasty Irish men walking mm -hmm. around in Spain's hottest city for oh some reason. Oh God, it was ridiculous. But I mean, like, that's, I mean, factually, it is Spain's hottest location and hottest city. And we were there in May and it was 38 degrees. It was 38 degrees and we had decided that we were going to walk everywhere for some fucking stupid reason. It but, seemed uh, like a small city on the map. It did seem like a very small city on the map. I remember, so we, we had like a few beers. I remember, yeah, this, this is actually right. We had a few beers, um, then we had something to eat and then we went back to the hotel to change and then we went out again. Um, we drank all of the Magnus that they had in the pub 
Yes. They did not have any anymore. I think we went through a back catalogue of Magnas that they had. I'd say they probably still haven't restocked. Dave is, a, is still, but it was a bit. Back then, Dave only drank cider. He like, wouldn't drink lager or beer or Guinness. Didn't like it. So he yeah. only drank cider. It was only when he moved to Holland and couldn't get cider anymore that he started to drink beer. That explains why his hangovers were always like extra bad. Because cider yeah. really fucks with your stomach. Oh, like it's, it's awful. It's, yeah. it's, it's acid. Mm. It's really, really bad. Not like beer, my friend. Yes, that never, never, never lets me down. But um, so then the next day we were all super hungover and we had to make the trip to the stadium, the Stadio Olimpico, which is the name of every stadium in Europe, as we figured out. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, do you want to talk us through the trip to the stadium? Andy? Yeah, I Since feel like I feel like I should. This is um, your responsibility. Before we go on the journey, the best side note ever was that when we walked around the corner of our dingy hotel, oh yeah, came across the Barcelona football team. Yeah, yeah, they were staying in uh, the hotel around the corner from us because they were playing Betis. I yeah, think. that's right. They were playing Real Betis on the yeah. night after we saw Springsteen, I think it was. Um, uh, and I think we only really got to see them get off the bus. We didn't even get near anything. Yeah, their bus parked up and uh, all the players got off. I still have pictures somewhere on a memory card somewhere that Dave, Dave I think at the time... Dave is taller than me, isn't he? But I feel yes. like he's not, though. <laughs> okay. No, he is. He is. Um, but Dave was like this, you know, with my phone taking pictures because his hands were taller than mine. And I have a picture of, like, the side of David Villa's face. So, you know, take that to the grave. That's uh, what, a, what a start. I didn't have Instagram but no, it, at the time. It was so. great. It was exciting as hell. Mm. And, and uh, no, back then you belittled Instagram. I did. Every, and everything it stood for because it only had three filters. Yeah, and everyone chose that orange burst one that you hated so much. And you have to admit, it was dreadful. And everyone did. Yeah, I know you loved it. It was great. Um, But yeah, so we yeah we had a good time in Seville, and we got to see the Barca team. I, uh, being the planner, I think it's fair to say I was kind of the booker and planner, and Mm -hmm. I did everything but write everything down, which was probably my biggest fault. Yes. At the time, I don't remember what phone I had, but I had an iPod Touch, which I think was the slim, the slim iPod. Yeah, it was. In like yeah. 2009, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but that could connect to Wi-Fi. And so in the hotel, I was able to take a screenshot of a map of the city, knowing where we were in our hotel and where the stadium was. It was about yeah. here and here. Uh, I should have printed it up. I went on a printer, but uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you should have bought a printer. <laughs> Actually, I think I think I could show it on my phone. Today. I was just going to say I could pro- could probably put this map up to the screen. Yeah, it should focus. If it focuses, maybe it'll focus. Uh, maybe mine will. Maybe my brightness is up too much. Yeah, there, look, mine works. Okay, you got it. Aha, okay, perfect example. Right, yeah. this is this is the on Matt's screen, you will see a red arrow pointing south. Where that red arrow starts, there's an orange box. The orange box was our hotel. Um, and the stadium is 
this building here. <laughs> oh, that, that was perfect. It zoomed in. Excellent. Yeah. So, so it was a very simple case of crossing the bridge over the river and turning right. <laughs> That's all we had to do. But what we did... That was all we had to do. What we did was not that. We, uh, we crossed the bridge, as you I saw. Stopped. Now listen, I, I led us. Yeah. Um, and you were I, so I, confident I was before. so confident I was getting frustrated when people were asking me questions <laughs> um, and I was so confident I was leading you guys through the desert it was 38 degrees Yeah. Um, it said 40 degrees on that like uh, street sign yeah the pharmacy one, the yeah. pharmacy one yeah. but I was like ah give or take 2 degrees so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just giving us the 38 degrees uh, <laughs> and uh, as we walked and walked and walked me getting more and more excited, thinking we were getting closer to the show, and you guys getting more and more concerned. <laughs> we eventually found ourselves walking down the side of a highway. Yes. South. Yeah, and just thinking All that to was ourselves. around us was roadworks. There's no, Andy, there's no people walking to the stadium. <laughs> no, no, there was no people walking, period. Like, is anyone, do the people in Spain even know who Bruce Springsteen is? Like, I haven't even seen a Springsteen t-shirt. Maybe, yeah, actually, to be fair, not that we knew anybody, but we didn't see a soul related to Springsteen for our few days beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, once I came to the conclusion that we were lost, which took too long, um, (laughs) we flagged a taxi which um, pulled over for us just off the highway, which was great because we would have died. No uh, air conditioning in the fucking car either. We didn't need it though, because it was a five minute straight run. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. <laughs> because he was able to go 150 kilometers an hour, because A, it was Spain. The yeah. limit was probably 80, but they don't care. Yeah. Uh, it was a straight run up the hill. Yeah. So we were there in no time, and uh, I was very, very thankful that. Uh, I hadn't killed us or fucked it up too bad. Yeah, uh, and I was very thankful that I hadn't just given up. Like, I'm very much a giver-upper. I'm yeah. like, I would be, I'm the type of person to get a taxi in the middle of a triathlon because I'm just like, nah, fuck that, I've had enough. Um, but I'm also thankful that Dave didn't kill you because <laughs> that was another thing that was potentially on the cards. And he is a man with a very, very short fuse. Very short say, fuse. Out of very anyone that fuse. I know. So. He wanted to kill you for most of that. Which I know, funny. which so. I don't, I still don't even know what I did. He just hey. did not like me. Neither do I, but it is what it is. And, uh, I, like, I understand that I'm not a very likable person in a lot of ways, but it's just that I managed to press all the wrong buttons with him. He just, I don't know. I think he, 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 he brought it on himself, to be honest. It, it, that's it. That's all it was. Yeah, he's a bit of a stubborn bastard as well. He is. I <laughs> love you, I, Dave. I remember complaining a lot because yous were getting way more drunk than I was because in my head, I was thinking... I'm going to this gig tomorrow. There's a big walk. It's going to be a lot standing. I do not want to be hung over. We're in a foreign city. We don't, we've never been here before. We don't know anybody. I don't know my way back to the hotel. This, yeah, yeah. These are all things I worry about now. <laughs> I didn't worry about them back then. There's a story that I've told, and I think I told it on either the very first episode of The Midnight Hour or the second ever episode of The Midnight Hour, but it's you and Dave. You probably don't even remember this, but uh, we, left the, we left the clan pub at about half past five in the morning and the bread van was doing its delivery to the news agents and the supermarkets and dave was taking a piss up against a tree 
and he saw the white van drive past and he said, it's the feds, Ron, it's the feds. <laughs> and then you and him both started running. And I was just like this. Like, yeah. So sorry to anyone who... Uh, I can neither that. confirm nor deny that happened. Yeah. But I'm going to trust it did because You'll... you tend to remember more than I do on these trips. Yeah. But uh, so we got to the stadium anyways. Um, we had all... Like, didn't we decide that he was going to open with Badlands? We were like, Bruce is going to We had been... This, we had been following... Because this was the first show in Europe of mm. the Wrecking Ball Tour. And so... That was May. For two months before that, he was basically using America as a warm-up act, playing the indoor arenas. And we were following those shows very closely mm-hmm. and the set lists. That was so much fun, by the it way. It was, yeah, I know. That and was we... one of the best things was just watch, following the set list, watching the set list, seeing what new things were being thrown in. And there wasn't much risks. He didn't, do, he didn't really fuck about then because it was all getting warmed up. It was an almost new situation of course because uh, Jake Clemens came in that's the thing and, and a really interesting thing was that when Jake Clemens was interviewed um, just before the tour he was asked like how do you feel about fitting into the E Street Band and stuff and Jake said that Bruce had him learn something out like 270 songs yeah, or something yeah. ridiculous so um, for anyone who doesn't know when you go see Bruce Springsteen there are like staple songs in his set list that he's going to play um, you can be guaranteed that you're going to get born to run dancing in the dark something like that um, but then you don't really know what the rest of it is going to be. Um, he has a long-standing habit of going into the crowd where people will be holding up signs with their favorite song, and he'll pick up a sign. And he will pick up a sign of a B-side from a 1977 EP that he released. Um, you never, ever, ever know. Or another artist. Yeah, that's true as well. Yeah, someone in someone in Seville had a Galway girl sign. Do you remember that? I I would love I to know what was the intention behind that. Like, he, had he ever expressed an interest in that song or something? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but we had uh, we had an Irish flag, and when Bruce started playing a song called "Death to My Hometown," which was based on the recession, we were from Ireland, a country that was hit extremely hard by the recession. And we held up our Irish flag. And then all of a sudden, we had like 50 friends <laughs> that <laughs> wanted to talk to us. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the Spanish were really good. Yeah, there's a, a picture on your Instagram from that time where, a, was it a guy? I think like a Spanish guy wanted a picture with the flag, with us in the picture. Yeah, yeah. I think it's him and his partner or him and his friend and, uh, and the three of us. Yeah, so weird, <laughs> but like so fucking cool. It was great fun. Yeah, and that fast. that flag that flag did as well as well. It's it important. That was an important flag. Yeah, it's important to let them know that we're not English, isn't that right? <laughs> yeah, that's such a silly thing that we do. Mm-hmm. What's your look? Um, you know, my my favorite thing was walking into that stadium. Yeah, it was a very it like. It was incredible. It was a real, the building itself was very unassuming, but the atmosphere was just crazy. I remember there was this fucking like Logan Paul American fella. Do you remember the fella? He had a tank top with the American flag on it. Yeah. He had like, he had this like really tiny teenage girl with him. I think she was like 18 and she'd never drank before and she was getting sick all over the ground on the way in. And uh, and I was like, the fucking Yanks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's spending their summer in uh, Europe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Bruce Springsteen comes into town. No, but walking into, like, prior to this tour, I had seen Springsteen a bunch of times in Dublin and Belfast, but it was all uh, the RDS yeah, and, and the Point Depot, which was great, the old Point. Uh, and what is it? The Is it the Odyssey Arena in Belfast? Yeah, in, in Northern Ireland, yeah. Great venue as well. But I had never done the football stadium thing. Mm. Like, never been on a pitch. Yeah. So that was the best thing. When we walked, you came through, and when you walked through, you were kind of on maybe the third tier. Yeah, yeah. Just through the turnstiles, and then it was uh, just that, yeah. Like, you, like oh, yeah, shit, yeah. we've arrived. Like, this is why we actually came here. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the, the stage was, what, about maybe three quarters halfway up the pitch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was quite close. You weren't too far away. Even if you were at the back of the standing area, you were still only half a pitch away. Yeah, I remember us saying that like when we got there, we were like, geez, we're actually really close because we were dead late, obviously, because I'm a fucking clown led us in the wrong direction for, you know, an hour and a half. But <laughs> yeah, so we were fairly late. But then we got there and we were like, geez, like this is actually good. And I remember we we had figured out along the way that if he played the song Because the Night, it meant that he was not going to play Youngstown. And I'm a huge fan of Youngstown. It's from his album from 1995, uh, The Ghost of Tom Joad. And it's a very like dark album full of dark songs. And I'm a very dark person. So uh, I, <laughs> I enjoy that one. But um, yeah, we, we got Because the Night in, uh, in Sevilla and... Obviously, like there was, oh, there's another thing that I forgot to say. Fuck. Um, when we were on the plane, my ear popped, but it never unpopped. And um, I had an earache for like, I don't know. Like, Days. Yeah. But then as soon as he launched into Badlands, my ear popped. <laughs> oh, yeah, and right. it was gone. And I was I like, so like, that. I had this, I have this real, um, unless I've had a certain amount to drink, I find it very hard to like jump up and down at concerts and sort of like lose my inhibitions. Um, but, and, and so at this gig, obviously I was quite sober because I was hung over from the day before. But when my ear popped, I remember just feeling that extra sense of elation. Like, yeah, shit, yeah, yeah. I can hear elevated it. Elevated you I can, to yeah, another level. Like I'm comfortable. Like I can now like jump up and down without worrying that I'm going to fall over. Cause my balance is all out of whack. Cause my ear is blocked and all of that stuff. And I remember just being like, fuck like this is actually the best thing like ever in the world like this is actually it like um and looking at the stage and looking at everything and like the fucking the floor was shaking in the place like it was just yeah really really sensational i i would encourage like anyone who doesn't know anything about bruce springsteen to just watch any of his live videos on youtube like the e street band is like I don't know, 150 people on stage. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's, uh, it's crazy. They just have, have such a strong like musical output anyway. So it's always going to be kind of breathtaking. Um, but when you're a fan as well, and it's the first ever concert and you're, it's real wall of sound stuff. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, and then they take it up a notch. It's, it's very, very good. Mm. That was a great show. And like you were saying, I mean, you've got your, at every gig, your standard 15, 20 songs, right? Would you agree? Yeah, Obviously, yeah. Springsteen, for those who don't know, is also notorious for playing long shows. Yeah, like three hours. Like minimum. two and a half is a very much a minimum, and it's very rare. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we've seen, we've been to ones that were just under three hours and some that were close to four. We've been to two record-breaking ones. Yeah. And then he broke it the following... Stockholm, yeah. yeah. Bastard. Never. And... 
Rome, I think, was the other one, wasn't it? Um, like that might have been. He broke it in Milan when we were there. It was three hours, 43 minutes, I think. And mm-hmm. then, he, then he went to Rome like the following day and fucking broke it again. <laughs> the absolute bastard. But yeah. Um, the greed. The greed that comes over us. Like, I know, just, yeah. It's so, it's so silly. Like You get so pedantic about things like that. I know, yeah. It's crazy. I, and I remember <laughs> I, w- I went to see the Stone Roses um, in uh, Phoenix Park and there was... Um, a bunch of teenagers there with their phones out for when he started when they played fool's gold and john squire does this solo thing in fool's gold and when you when you see him live he does it for like 20 minutes basically and so he had done it in manchester where he did for 15 minutes just mm-hmm. a guitar solo like uh, all fucking i don't know in freestyle shit or whatever um but then in phoenix park he did it for 18 minutes and this this crowd of teenagers were there on their phones like oh my god He's beat Manchester, and I was nice. just like, I was like, you was, get it, you yeah, they bunch get of it, pricks. <laughs> no man, but I know, I did the same, same thing. thing. I know, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, no. that's another example of how strange it is to be a human being. You know? That's so good, but that's like that's it's such a good thing. Like that's like they're such fans, you know? exactly. Yeah, and it's such. I, I'd be like that. I'd, I'd be nodding in it. I'm like, yeah. I, I get you guys. Yeah, I, I understand. This isn't my cup of tea, but I get you. It's the same, like even um, going to see the Gaslight Anthem as many times as we have. Yeah, they they are notorious for changing their sets around as well. So you always yeah, want to yeah, see yeah. like like ah oh, Belfast got boomboxes and dictionaries like ah oh, but we get drive like stuff like that. This and, is why you should go and follow your favorite bands. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this uh, it, it's hands down the biggest reason to do it, especially if they're experimental. But it's also to travel. Yeah, and like I would have probably not gone to Seville for a long time. I haven't been back since. I've never. I I never even would have thought to go there. Like I would love to visit again, but I have my memories, and they're like locked in with you and Dave. And exactly, yeah. So my my expectation now, if I ever go back, is so high. Mm-hmm. you know and I, then yeah, be, if it doesn't work out i'll be like yeah, you'd be wandering around there though. The last time. you'd be wondering like where's the springsteen concert that this is to be centered around you know what i mean like it, yeah but do you remember okay sorry let's go back to the show because we can we can talk about the part after mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean set lusting as it's known um and praying for the likes of youngstown and stuff like that was one thing mm-hmm it was a mammoth gig. I think it was like 32 songs. Yeah, it was, yeah. And like the joy, just that when it was over, it was just like, we have a summer of this. Yeah, yeah. You know, and we that, were just, yeah. just hugging. We were, we were hugging each other. We were hugging those uh, Spaniards that came along. Mm-hmm. Sorry, apologies. I assume they're Spanish. Um, <laughs> I don't think they're listening. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway they might be apologies lads yeah the sound bunch of lads that came over and joined us because we had a flag but even Um, when it was over it was like 50 other people behind us as they were walking past us and saw like people had surrounded us because of the flag and then other people were joining in like hey we're going to ireland in in uh yeah yeah yeah. in december where should we go and like giving them like directly like go to the gypsy rose it's the best pub (laughs) stay out of temple place yeah but yeah indeed um it was it was great and we walked home to the yeah. hotel the right direction after that gig yeah we walked past that weird um fucking space station that that's what i was gonna say if i was ever going back i want to go back and i want to actually find out why 
there was a space shuttle <laughs> in yeah. a park in the middle of Seville. It's a, it's a strange one, all right. I don't um, know. I, I haven't Googled that in eight years, but um, I think yeah. I'd prefer to go there and then see what the crack is again. But yeah, yeah there same. was an enormous space shuttle. But it wasn't a shuttle, it was a rocket. Yeah, it was a rocket, yeah. But um, uh, yeah, very cool walk home. And um, just a, a really good night overall. It was an incredible way to start. Everything. It was, yeah. You know, and then from that, was it the next day we flew to Barcelona? No, uh, I, uh, may, yeah, maybe. No, it wasn't. Um, it was, sorry. And what we did was we went looking for breakfast and there was an Irish pub. When you Googled Irish pubs, Seville, we wanted to go to a place that wasn't the <laughs> shitty Scottish pub. Um, the, shout out to the clan. What was it? Yeah, <laughs> you can't say that. Like no, you cannot. It's uh, but it's especially egregious in Spain because they do that. You know, in the Godfather movie where you see the, you know, the thing I'm on about, about yeah, religious yeah, ceremony yeah. where they yeah, actually and have they, the, yeah, yeah, they have the pointy. Yeah. yeah. So you shouldn't really be going around. Mm. <laughs> but anyway, probably what? why they can get away with calling a bar the clan. Yeah, probably, or why Griezmann gets away with Blackfoot. Anyway, um, maybe it wasn't Griezmann, was it? I don't know. But uh, what was the thing I was going to say? I think the Irish pub was called Flaherty's. Whatever it was called, I think it had been closed for about seven years. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but then uh, it was beside the cathedral. Yeah, it was yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a great walk there. But I remember being absolutely fucking starving. Um, and then. I remember we went back to the hotel and we were like, ah, oh, fuck it. We'll get food on the plane or something. I think we decided, um, we got into the, when we got into the taxi to go to the airport to fly internally from Seville to Barcelona, I remember saying to the taxi driver, take us to Barcelona. And <laughs> yeah. you, you in the front seat being like, Whoa, no, 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 he's, it's a joke. It's a joke. Yeah, so, Spanish wasn't great back then. No, it wasn't. And, uh, has it improved? Would you say, or, yeah. See, you always had uh, that great ability because you'd worked in hospitality all your life. You were the one that was able to talk to foreign people in English that sounds like it's just them speaking English. Like this. No, I, I I did the Steve McLaren a yeah. lot, yeah. a lot. But that's I, that's fair enough, though. It's a thing that people do. I, it's such a weird thing, though. And yeah, I mean, it's I I. It's only when you experience it being done to you mm. that you're like, oh, well, this is really stupid when I talk slowly to someone in a language they don't understand <laughs> like it's yeah i think i was in italy before and uh the person was like you don't speak they were speaking to me in italian been like have you got any italian they don't want to talk about no sorry only english and then they were like you need to go here but they were saying everything in italian and i was just yeah like, yeah Oh, I feel like an asshole. I'm yeah, ne I'm never doing this again to a guest in the hotel because it makes no sense. Like, makes no sense whatsoever. Keyboard, like, what? <laughs> Sorry, I don't. I still yeah, yeah. don't speak English. It doesn't matter you, if you say it slowly you or not. Take the pillow. <laughs> like, what? What is the point? What is the point? I know, people it's ridiculous. can't. So I kind of after that, I was like, you know what? If people can't figure these things out on themselves, they probably shouldn't be traveling. Yeah, you know. No. And so I can't answer any of your questions unless we have some kind of common tongue or you translate what your question is to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's, that's been good so far. Well, that's good. So uh, I remember we flew Ryanair from Sevilla. We, to we flew Ryanair 
everywhere. Yeah. I think that tour, we had 37 Ryanair flights. <laughs> it was most, pretty insane. The most expensive was like 35 euros as and well. We had one Aer Lingus flight and it was fucking delayed, like they always are. The only flight that was delayed, yeah. Yeah, it was the one out of, uh, it was fucking out of England. It was when Chelsea were playing Bayern Munich in the Champions League final. Or am I thinking about a completely different year here? No, that sounds familiar, all right. Um, I think you might be right. Yeah, I am. We'll get to that a bit, though, um, because we went to Barcelona and... But yeah, Ryanair, big fan, always have been, uh, always will be. They made my summers and they made these Springsteen tours happen with their ridiculously low prices. Big up, Michael O'Leary. We all love him. Big fan of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to him. Um, so we, when we got to Barcelona, a uh, really cool thing was that we decided, I think we had one day off and then two gigs in a row. Uh, uh, so yes. it was like we had the Wednesday off or something like that. And then gig Thursday, gig Friday. Um, but on the Wednesday, we decided to go to the camp now or the new camp as we know it. And I remember a bunch of really cool stories about this. Um, the first one being that as we were walking away from the new camp on the way back to our hotel, uh, uh, Eugenio, what, what was the name of our fucking hostel guy? Eugene was his name, I think. Oh, yeah. It was above Andrew's Ties. I Andrew's that. Ties, yeah, that's it. Um, uh, Lucio. Lucio. Lucio, yeah. That was his name. Um, but yeah, so we were on our way back there. And, and Dave called him Taco. Yeah, Dave's a fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> but the, uh, as we were leaving the new camp, the Barcelona bus with all the players that had just been in drove past us. Yeah, yeah. So cool. We should have just hopped the lift with them. I know, yeah. We, I, think we, I think we were saying something like that and then we were like, oh, geez, look, there they are now. Uh, they should have flown like we did. I remember as well, uh, me and Dave, as we were queuing to go into the new camp, uh, and you just see this big wall of trophies that they've won. And it's not even the actual physical trophies. It's a list yeah, of like, 1969, yeah. they did this and this and that. And me, I remember saying to Dave, like, they're not as good as Arsenal, though, are they, Dave? And then Dave was like, nah, nah, not as good as Arsenal, mate, nah. <laughs> and we decided to run with that for a bit where we just did, pretended to be Arsenal fans. This was yeah, at a time yeah. where, for any Arsenal fans out there, views were absolutely fucking insufferable on Twitter in the year 2012. So <laughs> that's why we did it. You just brought it on yourselves. So, um, yeah, the new camp was class. There's like, a, a, I, like, I've got like a bunch of photos of me at the new camp. And I have a photo of you and Dave pretending to be commentators on the wall of like my this. garage. Like it's no like way. Now. It's in oh, the garden. Wow. Yeah, I I like handpicked a few photos from over the years, and I printed them all out and stuck a collage up in the garage. Um, That's class. When I'm in there, hammering stuff, <laughs> <laughs> and I just right. see all the see all the lads. There's the lads. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm having a little getaway. I'm gonna have internet connection there soon, so I can actually nice instead of kicking the spouse out of the living room. Uh, on a Friday night when it's on when everyone's on lockdown and she just wants to watch a movie like oh yeah you're uh, such a bastard instead she's uh, away but that's that's irrelevant um Mm. she's dead uh i'll have the garage all set up nice nice um yes barcelona the new camp was incredible um 
I had only ever done one other stadium tour before, and that was uh, the, the Giuseppe Flan- Miazza San Siro. San Siro, man, yeah. that was a long, long time before that. Yeah, but um, you had the photo of that. It was mind blowing. Yes, I did. Yeah. With the fella, the one fella's hand like this clapping in the corner. Sorry yeah. to raise that every fucking time. Every but time. For the listeners, Andy has this absolutely glorious photo of the San Siro that he took himself and got. The home uh, fans, the ultras were doing a, a TIFO. Is that what it's called? What's it, when they do that uh, synchronized, everyone holds up a color? I have no idea. Just, no, TIFO is when they set off flares and stuff, right? Or, the Mexican way. Oh, nah, just kidding. I, I don't know what, what it is. But um Okay. Well with yeah. the home fans do that incredible thing where they all in the same moment take out a colored board from under their seat. Mm-hmm. And they had um the George's Cross, which is the cross for Milan, um, and it had something written under it about you'll never be champions over us because they were playing Rome mm-hmm. Roma. Um Roma, yes. <laughs> Use their correct. They were playing Rome in the Olympics. Uh <laughs> they were playing Roma, uh, and I was there in like 2003, 2004, um, and it was a big derby. There was a lot of trouble at that game, mm. but uh, sorry, silly segue. Back over to yeah. this new camp. That was it. Was really, really, really impressive. And again, the other reason why we were we were doing this, why we were just picking cities. I had never been to Barcelona. I don't think you or Dave had either. And it was just that's the, that was the point of it. We were going to see our favorite band. Mm. We were sharing time with our mates. It wasn't some silly lads holiday. Um, yeah, yeah. Down in Shagalof or something nonsensical <laughs> like that. No, that was it the year was... before. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to say that. I didn't. Uh, no. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was it was it was it was pretty special. I loved Barcelona. I think about it all the time. Same. Um, yeah. I went there many times after that too. One of my favorite shows. I haven't been back since. Of course, everybody who's ever listened to your podcast knows that you were mugged. Yes. Uh, one of your times after. And I was mugged by people of a particular job title. Uh, Matt even left a trip advisor review of. Barcelona as a city with that story folks. did I no I'm just talking oh. <laughs> no because that is something that I would absolutely do <laughs> um yeah so uh I was robbed by prostitutes that was a different time anyway but yeah I was I remember um, Better times. I, Dave had been to Barcelona before and he had Eddie. that he had that um Dave has like when Dave knows what he's doing there's a real swagger about him and it's like oh for sure yeah yeah yeah. it's so comforting to be around he's an engineer you know yeah he he knows how to build that city and control things (laughs) but if he hasn't already planned it and has no control over the situation he's useless yeah yeah yeah. but if he is involved in any way which he was in barcelona because he'd been there before it was Mm. like we were in a back seat it was great yeah, he knew everything. Like he knew everything. how to get to the train station, how to get on the train, like just all the like <laughs> I, things I, that we don't actually do in Dublin. Sounds like I'm being sounds like I'm being facetious, but like not, I, not, when not. when me and you got to Andy or you are Andy, when me and you got to Milan and we had to get our first thing we had to do was get the train to where our hotel the underground tube thing in, in Milan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the two of us just looking at each other like the fuck does any of this mean? Like No. 
But um, yeah, Barcelona, Dave just had that thing. He was like, there's a Dunkin' Donuts on Las Ramblas. That's where we're going first. Um, then we're going to go down. Like, and I remember... Good Spanish cuisine. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I remember just, I remember walking down to that Columbus statue where he's pointing out to see. And I photo you on that. Yeah, yeah, I remember that photo as well. And I, I was wearing my Sevilla Converse t-shirt, which I still have, which absolutely does not fit me anymore. But um, I remember just the feeling the, the sun in combination with the sea breeze and just thinking to myself, like, this is actually even better than Sevilla because for me it's manageable and I'm not going to sweat and feel horrible about myself. Yeah, there's yeah. a certain thing as well because you're down by the seaside and it's it, it is more of a relief, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. It wasn't just stone walls everywhere and heat. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, we're not used to that at all, you know? And it's so metropolitan as well. Um, there's like a lot of comfort for me in that sense, because back then I was mm -hmm. like nowadays I'm, I'm like a, a reasonably uh, functional adult. But back then I was like, I wouldn't even eat if, if there was a vegetable on my plate, I wouldn't be able to eat the whole dinner kind of thing. Yeah. So like it was really nice for me to be able to just go to an Irish pub and get fish and chips. Yeah. Yeah. It's like skip yeah. the peas lads. Yeah. Yeah. And if there's a lemon on that fish, I swear <laughs> to fucking God. But yeah, it was, uh, it was good. Um, that was good fun. The gigs were amazing, but they were only amazing. Now, we were talking about this recently, but I, I need to clarify how our, our timeline kind of went. Mm. Was it the first night that we were all together at the start? He... Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, perfect. And we went and we kind of queued up, right? Not too early, but we got up there early enough before the gates had opened right I, I think we went for a walk around um the stadio olimpico it wasn't at the new campus at stadio olimpico and that's that's right because it was may the football season was still going on yeah 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 and so, it was at the top of that mountain type not mountain a, but yeah it was there's a, a big hill in barcelona for those who haven't been it's and... where the university is i think isn't it <laughs> Honestly, I think, oh, there is no university in Barcelona. <laughs> no, I just had the hoodie like uh, a dick. Yeah, and I got one too in the end. Um, I got one when I, yeah, I made fun of you for having that hoodie. Yeah. And, then, and then you wore it and you were like, oh, shit, <laughs> this is really good. It's really soft. <laughs> oh, I'm such a prick. But uh, yeah, so we, um, we, went to the, we went for a walk around the grounds of what i thought was the university campus but it was not because there is no fucking university there. um but yeah we went for a walk around there first and then we went to the then we went to the venue um and, and i don't think we that was for, also a very very impressive stadium um that yeah. was built specifically for the olympics only a few years beforehand mm -hmm. um that's why it was called the stadio olimpico that's right and just for those who weren't aware. But also, because it was up on a hill and it was built on a hill, like Mount Olympus kind of thing, we walked in and we were on like the fifth ring. Do you remember? Yeah, I do remember, yeah. And, and like I, when you walked in, you went down into a bowl. And I remember that being so problematic when oh. we had to leave. The going, <laughs> walking back up that fucking thing. Those oh. steps felt like they were those... Big, huge seaside steps. They felt like you were climbing that up I, a fucking half pipe. That, well, you know? yeah, even like that. You know when you go to the seaside and they have those big, giant rocks that are, uh, are like in Holt, 
mm-hmm. yeah, you know, in Hoth Pier, and they have like just ridiculous sized stones, and they're like in a step form, but the steps are like up to your waist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it felt like that's what it was like climbing out of that stadium. I, I remember me and Dave uh, trying to convince you that these were not steps. This we was did. like there was a stairs somewhere else. This that's what it was. Ridiculous. Yeah, there's no way. But I, that, I don't think, just standing areas. But I don't think that was even true. I think you were actually supposed to climb up them. And I remember climbing over them and then climbing into a bar. Do you remember that? I do remember we got beers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's because we got beers on the way out. We climbed like we climbed in the window of the bar, basically, was what we did to get in. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I remember on the walk out when we were traipsing back down from the hill from the stadium, back down through the parks and all that, back into the city. And there was just lads selling off the old, you know, the fake rip-off tour t-shirts, which I was a big fan of. And I bought one everywhere I went. Yeah. And I got the wrecking Barcelona one there. Yeah. Um and then there was a guy selling ice cold cans of beer for a euro. Oh yeah. Fuck and hell. like he just had a big black sack full of water and ice and cans of mahu. Mm-hmm. And Dave was like, we can't be giving him money for this because <laughs> they're only 29 cent in the shop. And all he's done is bought them for, and now he's selling them for a euro and it, that's extortionate. And it was like, wait, hang on. Dave was such a fucking bitch about stuff like that. I remember just being like, I, I'm the type of person, like, I will pay, like, there could be a Domino's, like, just down the road from me. You pay, you pay for that euro, delivery. 10 euro if I go walk there, and 20 if I get there. I'm fucking paying. It's getting delivered. I'm not yeah. fucking walking there. No. Dave, Dave um, had none of that in him. Yeah, he had none of that. Yeah. It was good cold beer, though. Mm. It was class. I don't. Did Dave not get one or something? He didn't get one out of principle. It was yeah. just me and you. With it was just me and, and you. We, we had like, two ice cold beers, and uh, they tasted very good after walking out of that gig. What a taste! Um, and then I was hoping you guys were okay now, but clearly I'm bringing up some uh, some old <laughs> old wounds here, are starting I, to open up again. I don't think I've spoken to him since that fucking tour, so I don't really care. I talk to him all the time. I see him all the time. He only lives an hour away from me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, he asks for you. I'm sure that if we met, we. I, but I also think he it understands be... that I have to insult him because I know that he's doing the same to me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and so we had a very successful gig. The gig itself was brilliant, and we were buzzing in Barcelona. I remember we went to the Hard Rock Cafe to see some famous like spanish oh, tribute God. guy this is my doing as well johnny springsteen or something was his name george Milson was his name george Milson. george right? Milson, springsteen aficionado and tribute and i became friends with him on facebook i remember something else was... i was like yes he's my friend yeah because that was he... back when you didn't if you it wasn't a facebook thing where it's like you saw each other in a bar now you're friends. Back then, you added someone who was probably your friend or family mm-hmm. member, and that was all Facebook was. I remember it some was- fella came up to you in the Hard Rock Cafe and said, Andy! And you were like, yeah, how did you know? And he goes, I recognize you from your Facebook photos. <laughs> and me and Dave looking at each other like, what is this guy up to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and Dave didn't really get it. I, I, was, no. I was, balls deep was definitely the wrong expression. I was, I was, Deep into the fandom, and yeah. um, 
like on on threads on greasylake.org and backstreets springsteen radio the twitter sphere that was kind of only starting yeah, yeah. um and i only joined twitter for that as well that's for the springsteen thing and football you know um and yeah that was tony ginger oh was it? <laughs> that was tony ginger who approached me and uh also ended up doing tribute gigs over the years I remember um, the fella, George Mileson, singing Waiting on a Sunny Day. And he sounded like every child that sings <laughs> Waiting on a Sunny Day in a foreign country. The way they sing it in Spain is different because of their accent. And it Please was like, sing it. Waiting on a Sunny Day. <laughs> and uh, then... Yeah, 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 yeah. So we had seen a, a little girl sing this song in Sevilla because Springsteen always gets a kid on stage for this song. No one likes it. Um, but the kid is like, waiting on a sunny day. And then when we went to Hard Rock Cafe, George Milestone was like, waiting on a sunny day. And then Dave goes, he sounds like that little girl. And <laughs> the whole crowd joined in and they were all like, waiting on a sunny day. And Dave goes, Everyone sounds they like sound like that little girl. <laughs> He was about to walk out of the Hard Rock Cafe. He said just... it so loudly as well. <laughs> oh, it's just excellent. Um, and then, uh, then we went out, out in Barcelona and got fucking polluted. Um, I don't. I'm usually good for details, but uh, on this occasion, the only thing I really remember is that we were in some kind of club, which was in a square. Um, yeah. And the walls were white and kind of cavernous. And there was a lot of ridiculous music playing. And being three Irish men, we all just hung around together Mm -hmm. on the dance floor, not really moving. But we, there was one funny thing that happened before that was that we were in this one pub and then this fella came along and was like, hey, do you guys want to join the pub crawl? And Dave was like, Dave, we've already uh, billed him as being a frugal person who doesn't like to just throw money around. He was like, what, pub crawl? Like, what's that? Like, what, what, like, what even is that? And um, the, the, the guy was like, oh, basically, you just give me a bit of money and then we get shots in each pub as it goes along. It's like a sponsorship thing that we have with all the pubs. And Dave was like, not fucking giving you money to go to pubs. Just tell us what pub you're going to next. And the guy was like, I'm not going to tell you what pub we're going to next. And then Dave goes, all right. So, and then Dave went and found someone who had the wristband for the pub crawl. And he goes, which pub are you going to next? And then they were like, we're going to this other place. And Dave was like, all right, lads, I know where we're going. We're going. So we went there and then the pub crawl guy comes in and Dave goes, ah, see, I found out like where he's going to next. And then the guy goes, this is actually the last pub. And Dave was like, you wanted me to fucking give you money to bring you to the pub. He was so offended. Like, well, just, and he should be. Yeah, I know. It's a joke. That guy was trying to do us one look. He was, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think we even got a free shot out of that as well. Yeah, we did. We got some, because I remember drinking it and thinking this is absolutely fucking disgusting. Yeah. There's no way we would have paid for that. Or Sambuca. It's always Sambuca. It was Sambuca, yeah. Of course it is. First and only time I ever drank Sambuca. I've but had that's, it was because of that silly wristband thing, which, okay, there's a thing that happens to people from swords, and that is no matter where they go on this earth, they somehow run into other people from swords. Or at the very worst, someone who knows somebody from Swords and can tell you mm-hmm. where they used to work. Yeah. And between 
whatever it is, Hertz or Dunn stores or JC's, there's somebody, you always know someone from Swords. Swords is the greatest town that has ever existed. Swords should be a city. It should be a city. Hey, do you remember how much we were built up to that in school in like 2002? I certainly do, yeah. Gotta be a city, guys. God bless Urban Sprawl. Swords is the best. I fucking love swords. I do miss it. Mm. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I forgot that you don't live here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so we're in this place. We're chatting to these groups of people who uh, are on a pub crawl. And this, this lovely girl, bit of a bimbo, yeah. Says you're you're from Swords. Oh, oh, I'm from Swords as well. Where are you from? We're um, we're from River Valley, um, in Swords, the the nice part of Swords. Uh, yeah. And she's like, oh, River Valley. My dad has a shop there. And that shop was Aidens or Gilroy's. Gilroy's. Yeah. Depends on how you knew it. The stickers said Valley News Agent, but nobody called it that. Yeah, yeah. Its official license name is something even, it's like River Valley Shop, I think it's called. Listen, and, and they're the nice names that people had for it. Yeah, true, yeah. <laughs> My father never had a nice name for that store. But uh, it was notorious for being way overpriced. Yeah. Uh, most things didn't have a price tag on it tag sticker um, pa- packet of mighty munch comes with 48 cent literally on the fucking on the line. on the packet but in gilroy's it was 75 it was 75 and you turn it over on the back and it would say part of a multi-pack <laughs> not to be sold separately it was one of those stores every you pick the bottle of lucas out off the shelf part of a multi-pack should not yeah. not to be sold separately yeah yeah he didn't care and he got away with it i actually i went to i was like when I was about 14 or 15, I was just desperate to work. I just, for some reason, really wanted to work. And I went into his shop about seven times and I got refused and I got refused and I got refused. And then I guess one day someone didn't turn up for work. And I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what I was doing. I just kept on going and going, do you need work? Can I have work? Is there work today? Can I help you? I want to work. And he just looked at me and was, uh, what age are you? And I was like, I think I was 14 and he was like 14. He's like, okay, so you're 14 years old. The hourly rate is two pound 50. It might've been euros. I would have been euros. It would have been euros then. Yeah. Two euro 50. And I was like, I'm getting minimum wage. Uh, and I worked for, for a good three hours until my mom came into the shop and saw me. <laughs> and she was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm working. She's like, you're working. I was like, yeah. And she's like, I, I, who agreed to this? And I was like, uh, he did. <laughs> Point to Aiden. I did not know you worked there. No, like for those for three, three hours. hours. Still, I didn't know you worked there. And then he gave me 750 and my mom was like, sorry, he's been here for three hours. <laughs> and he was like, he agreed, 250 an hour. And she was like, oh, you, you, you dirty, dirty man. I'm sure she had something else to say. Like, I remember Dave finding out that she was related <laughs> to him and said, he's your dad. You're dad. Oh. Four grand. So did this girl said to us with the smuggest face and voice and everything like mm. my dad is Aiden Gilroy mm-hmm. and uh, yeah it was and uh, she had so much pride yeah. I'm sure I'm sure he is a lovely man yeah, yeah a great family man he was just a very shrewd businessman my my mom actually likes him uh, because she works for the company that 
uh, supplies all the sure. shops in Ireland. Yeah. And, and when I worked in the supermarket, like four units up the road from them, mm-hmm. I would always be chatting to them out the back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And in the store in my C&T's hoodie and stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah. I think he was just glad I didn't call <laughs> the employment <laughs> police. Yeah. Employment police. The employment police. <laughs> I, th- I think that falls under the remit of the actual police. I mean, uh, but yeah. anyway, uh, like I'm sure he was lovely, but back then it was, it was, just, and the way she said it, and Dave, oh, Dave. Dave Your dad shit. owes me 20 yeah. grand. Dave went to fucking town. But she said, oh, you're from River Valley. Oh, you guys put me through college. That's what That's she said. That's what it was. That's word for word, said. that is what she said, yeah. Um, I did not appreciate that one single No, moment. no. Um, but we went on, our night went on, and... Uh, we had a huge row, uh, the three of us, inside that club. Um, I think it was mainly because me and Dave were kind of at each other. Uh, neither of us had the patience or like the social skills to deal with the different ways that we were fair enough that makes sense and i'm the kind of person that's just like hey glue together yeah. everything's fine keep but then drinking I, I remember like yeah you were you were trying that and and i was being really tick with dave um, yeah and i forget what it was i'm i'm actually very sure that i was the one that was in the wrong about this um but i remember dave just being like all right fucking enough is enough like listen we're all the way over here like we're we're just gonna do this and like it doesn't matter if we don't like each other we can talk about that like again another time but like for now here we are and then we ended up having a fucking class night wise man i remember walking up las ramblas uh while all the prostitutes were hanging out of us and dave we kind of lost dave and then we found him talking to some fucking man who was absolutely a drug dealer and he was putting that, remember that fucking tobacco shit on his tongue? Snuff. He's putting up his nose. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming it was snuff. Could have actually just been proper drugs. No, I, I think it was the, I thought it was like the sheet of tobacco that you put on your tongue and it dissolves or something like that. I think they were just a form of mint that was out around 2012. It was like them, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then, then Dave got sick and blamed it on that. Uh, and then the next day we went to McDonald's to get lunch and then we got in a taxi to go queue up for Springsteen and in the taxi in the middle of the road, middle of a main road. Yeah, Dave, so just, just to clarify, our hangovers were glorious and the weather was still very, very warm. Mm-hmm. We were too hungover to make the walk again to the, the Olympic Stadium, which is a fair trek. Yeah, it is. Yeah, It's grand when you're a tourist and you're visiting and you're rambling because you're walking for miles and miles and miles and you don't really pay attention to it but once you've done it the day before you're not doing it again mm-hmm. especially with a killer hangover yeah but we are as you were saying we're in the taxi um and dave was sitting at the left hand side in the back which was the side where if he opened his door another car would have blown it off the hinges and uh, he opened the door and got sick out of it and then closed the door and I was like, oh, Andy, the chicken nuggets are after coming back to say hello, um, which I'll never forget. Iconic quote. And then uh, <laughs> we got dropped off at the stadium and Dave was just like, lads, I'll see you in there. And he went to the fucking grounds of that building, whatever it was. Just and- hang on. We need, no, we need to go back a bit here. We definitely need to go back a bit here because you're not doing it justice, especially when we get up to that stadium. So 
Dave's food is repeating on them. We're doing okay, apart from the fact that someone's throwing up. There's nothing worse than not needing to throw up and then someone starts. And then the, yeah. and then the smell hits you and you're going, oh, fuck. I'm I know. Yeah. Oh, shit, I'm also hungover. And uh, if, you, if you start, I'm going to start. It's, 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 it's the worst. You suddenly realize your blood sugar levels are not where they're supposed to be. So he just bailed. He bailed out of the cab. Mm-hmm. In the middle of this traffic jam, but traffic was moving, albeit slowly. And we that, were like, Where are you going? A, what are you doing? There's a crossing like, just see us. Yeah. <laughs> and he sent you a text like, I'm just going to lie in the in the park for a bit. But we, we hadn't even gotten there. So he let he opens the door, busy traffic, throws up and says, and there's chicken nuggets back to say hello. Closes the door, starts fanning himself. I think I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. No, no. And he just gets up. And he just yeah. goes. It's, it's like a really busy road. There's cars everywhere. I and actually he, forgot he that he is just a bailed. very pale, very ginger Irish man. Mm. And he's just whiter than white, bailed in the middle of this busy street with cars all going in one direction. And he's trying to dodge and he's trying to throw up and he's trying to do whatever he can. But traffic isn't going that fast so eventually after about five minutes of us looking back and seeing where he was he just appears again and gets back in the cab oh yeah <laughs> he was like oh that was a bit rough i've forgotten all about that oh it was amazing taxi driver oh god bless him yeah, taxi driver did not have a word of English in his head, yeah, so he no, was so completely no. unable to gauge what. For all he knows, Dave went off to do a hit. Like the only thing that mattered was that nobody threw up in his car, and nobody threw yeah, up in his car. Yeah, yeah. So it was fine. We got to the stadium, and there's a beautiful park next to that stadium, uh, ish, and uh, Paco Olimpico, maybe. Probably. Um, and Dave says we were going to queue up for the second night of Barcelona, our third show. And he went, listen, lads, I got to I gotta take a rest. Uh, I'll see you in there. And that was it. He just took off into the park. He went to lay down. Yeah. He just lay down with a bunch of homeless people. Yeah. And we, we queued up. We took our flag out. Um, and we met... A crazy person. No, hang on. Before the crazy person, we met the Barracuda Rock Tour. The Barracuda The Italians. Jama. Did we meet them in Barcelona? Yes, wasn't it? I thought we only met them in Milan. No, no, no. That's definitely where we met them. Oh, okay. Because we got talking to the two English lads. Oh, yeah. Really tall lads. One of them was extremely tall. Was that like, Rob? Extremely tall. Uh, yeah, I want to say his name was Rob. Rob, yeah, well, it was Rob. Yeah, big tall Spurs fan. The two of them are big Spurs fans, which is why we kind of, it, it all clicked and worked, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we also got talking, and I think it was you that did the interview with Jama. Honestly, yes, you did. It would have been me because I... You did the talking. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and basically what it was, was Barracuda Rock Tour was this group of Italian guys who were traveling around in a VW bug van going to all of the gigs. And like yeah. as many as they could, but they went to an outrageous amount of shows. They mainly slept in the van or they bunked in with other people's hostels and hotels, wherever it was. Yeah, yeah. They were, they were living the ultimate, what would have 
been for us dream at the time. I did do the interview. And you did an interview for like Italian radio. Oh yeah. I remember him holding the microphone. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus Christ. That's mad. And that was in the queue. We got a couple of beers in the queue. I think we bought a couple more t-shirts for ridiculous money, the official merch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, we went in and night two, we got right up beside the sound stage, that tent. Yeah. And we got in front of it by the end, I think. At some stage we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it was when sometimes when he is playing the shows and he moves out to the left or he moves out to the right, the crowd kind of go with him and it frees up space. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, but yeah, we had a, a great spot, but we were about 40, 50 minutes, maybe more, an hour into the gig and there was no Dave. Oh yeah, Dave didn't and turn up until the the third <coughs> we, final we, third. We had we had no we I don't know if we had no phone signal. Maybe there was so many people. No phone signal because the bandwidth was stretched, and we had met this crazy fella. You remember? Yes, I remember the crazy fella. He was um, Irish, wasn't he? He was, of course, he was. Yeah. Um, we attract them. Uh, yeah, but he, he he was very very friendly. Yeah, too friendly. He put me too on his friendly. shoulders at one stage, which was well, pretty cool because I was up there holding he, an Irish flag up. He he bought us a lot of drink. He did, yeah. And those he bought us those really big, super grande beers. That's right, yeah. They cost about thirteen, fifteen euro. euros each, or something. and that's why we didn't buy them. We were like, mm. oh, well, we'll buy one of those one euro beers after the show again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know how I didn't have money. I had a fucking car loan as well. Like. <laughs> that's ridiculous isn't it Uh, but anyway he was overly friendly but he was also the worst person to see or hear or be with at a gig yeah yeah. worst worst concert goer the worst worst. type yeah everybody knows the type he pays for a ticket to go to his show and he gets hammered Mm -hmm. and he hits off people they're the worst yeah, and he and tries to talk to everyone, like trying to like take people's hats off their head. Uh, yeah, handsy, handsy, handsy. People yeah. are the worst people. People yeah. who are handsy, stop doing it. It doesn't. You don't have to touch anybody, especially now. Keep your hands to yourself. You, yeah. yeah, so all fucking of you. obnoxious. All of you. Um, but that guy, we realized too late that we were like shit we need to we can't hang around this guy again yeah yeah i did not but like him he did at one moment save it for us because he picked you up put you on his shoulders and you i threw up the irish flag to you yeah had the irish flag going and then dave appeared out of nowhere yeah and that was just and Dave, Dave said that like he saw the irish flag and that was how he found us yes so, so he that, had, he that had guy kind of, he had missed like the first half of the gig, maybe he because he was just dying of his hangover. He got the courage to come in, couldn't get us on a phone, so just kind of made his way down to where we were the night before. Yeah, obviously couldn't find us in a sea of fifty thousand people. Yeah, and then you got up in this guy's shoulders. The flag is the beacon. He finds us, and then between, and then and. It, <laughs> Despite the fact that he's been a no-show for half the show, he just comes in and he's like, who the fuck is he? Yeah. Who is this guy? What is he here? He's a dickhead. Dave did what not did like you, him. What, 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 yeah. what, I mean, he was hungover anyway, but it's like, what, 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 what have you done? 
Why, yeah. why, why have you done this? Dave had none of the social awkwardness required to keep someone like that. Yeah, in the group, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Dave was just like, all right, Dave is back now. And whoever you are, you can fuck off. And, uh, and there we were. But it worked. It worked. We ditched the guy. Um, forever grateful for the beers. Um, and mm-hmm. being a pedestal. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably something else that sounds very similar to that word. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but he got us there. And that... That was also a very good show. Um, also, one of the best things that happened was, especially because there was the Live in Barcelona DVD from the Rising Tour. Mm-hmm. And there was those people that stood on each other's shoulders. Yeah, yeah. Dancing. Right. And then there was, at that gig, there was like three or four people standing shoulder. With the Catalonia flag. The Catalonia flag, yeah. yeah. And everyone went crazy. It was, And the spots came on them. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. That was that was a really good gig. Um, I got a retweet off the official Springsteen Twitter account at that show. Fucking hell! I took a picture of the screen <laughs> with my shitty phone. Oh yeah, I, you I, did. I yeah. I don't even know what phone I had back then. I mean, I had an iPad Touch or an iPod Touch. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I don't even know what the phone was. But uh, you had a. Was, you you definitely a, had an iPhone. Um, and most of, I guess. You had uh, you were constantly complaining about how you didn't have enough space on your phone, and I told you to delete some apps, and you were like, "I I can't, man! I, like I I need all of these apps; they're all essential." And so I took the phone off you, scrolled through them, and there was like five Christmas song apps on there <laughs> in the middle of fucking Elf yourself, Spain with the fucking heat beaming down. Yeah. I was like, "They're essential <laughs> for you, Andy," and you were like, "Give me that phone." Yeah, there was like your own. Play uh, master your own piano app. <laughs> yeah, yeah just all stupid shit. That and it was an eight gigabyte iPhone, like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that that was great though, and that was that was night two. Yeah, that's it, and that was we, the end of that week. That was the end of that weekend. We hopped on the bus the next day, and I I'm sorry, I need to go over to my phone now. Just because we were talking about this earlier because of how this tour went. Mm-hmm. In that, um, the, sorry, how the tour went in that I had memories of being in Seville and Barcelona with you and then on the same tour in Italy with you and with another person when you weren't there. Um, so I, had to, I looked into it further and indeed the first start of this tour so the wrecking ball tour that started in march 2012 went for a year and then they extended it and just did the same tour in reverse yeah 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 yeah. um and they just basically flipped all the dates so after barcelona finished on may 18th may 19th may 20th we came back to our regular lives you had no job i went back to work for a few weeks uh, uh, and then we made our way to Italy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, uh, and in June, in June we were in Milan. Yes, we were. Um, I remember, yeah, it was middle of June, I think it was. Um, and then... I had tickets. I had tickets for Dave and he wouldn't go because uh, of your relationship in, in uh, Barcelona and Seville. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do? Well, I saw the tickets 
for face value. Uh, and uh, we had probably, I probably shouldn't say this, but I will. Out of, I have been to Milan a million times. I love Milan. It is my favorite city on this earth. And I have been there with loved ones and I've been there with family members and I've been there with friends. That time with you was the best. For me, it was amazing. For you... I don't understand how you can say that because you don't even remember half of it. No, of course I don't. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. This, uh, I, I need to take a piss. So That's absolutely fine. We can uh, take a short break and... Uh, yeah. Should I have you got the sponsors? Before? Yeah, yeah, I texted it to you. Uh, okay, great. Oh, that's the tumbleweed. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna get a beer. All right, cool. Yeah, I'll meet you back here. See you in two. God bless uh, you. So, yeah, uh, Milan, I believe, was where we were at. June, I guess we arrived there around June 5th. We tend to arrive at around two days early for all of our city trips, which is always a good idea. Did we do that for Milan? Yeah, we did. Because we met with Jama, the man who interviewed you. That's right, yeah. The Barracuda Rock Tour. And he brought us to Pogue Mahone, the Irish bar. Of course. Um, we had a really weird setup in Milan because we had two nights in that hotel where we basically had a room each, but there was like a divide in between the middle of it. So I could walk into your room and you could walk into mine. And I think it had a shared bathroom. Um, do you remember that? Yes. Okay, so... The first night, we stayed in a hotel. I may have the business card for it upstairs. Oh, yeah. I think uh, somewhere as well. And uh, that was just off Corso Sempione. Yeah. Which um, I pronounce very well because it's my favorite place. Yes. <laughs> that's, um, that's true. And, oh, I can really, I can see it. I can see the business card and it's white and it's gray and it's blue and it's got blue, the yeah. stairs. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, it was fine for what it was, which was just a budget hotel. I think it cost us about 60 bucks. Mm -hmm. uh, it was fine, yeah. It was fine. It was close enough to the San Siro as well. It was, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we had some good fun there, you know. Um, it's my favorite place in the world, so it was good to show you around as well and for me to explore. Uh, and we ate well. We ate really well. We did, yeah. Um, and we, we, we connected with, uh, with a lot of cool people in Milan. Um, yeah, do you remember Andrea? Yeah. That was, uh, that was He worked something. for one of the radio stations in Milan. And the reason yeah. why we connected with him was because I gave, sold him one of the spare tickets. He was also friends with, uh, or not friends with, but he knew uh, Christina Scabia, who is the lead singer of a metal band called Lacuna Coil, who are like quite famous in metal terms. Oh, really? Yeah. So that was, uh, that was interesting. That's kind of cool. He was telling me that and I was like, oh, no way. And you were hammered or <laughs> something. There's, yeah. The other spare ticket went to, or for the, the was there two nights? There was two nights, right? Um, I don't know. Oh, there wasn't. There was one zero, night. Just one. Apologies. Night. There was one night. Um. Yeah, that's crazy. There was one night. Okay. Um, but the spare ticket, would, which would have been Dave's ticket, I guess, went to him. Mm -hmm. Although I want to say I had another ticket because some guy came from Croatia on a motorbike. 
Yeah, that's right. You I, sold the, I sold the ticket to him as well. I think you got to take it off someone else to give to him or some shit like that. Might have been some like fuckery that. involved in that. I think. There's always fuckery involved. That's true. But queuing outside the San Siro is about the best thing ever because it's such an incredible stadium. People give it so much shit um, for being old and a bit decrepit, but it's it's got so much life to it, man. Yeah, it's class. I love it. And uh, the stalls there, they they went first crazy. I mean, it was just, it was a party outside. It was a party atmosphere outside. The music played like crazy. I remember somebody played a Bon Jovi song really loudly outside. <laughs> you did not like that one bit. No, no, I wouldn't have. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was cool though. I, I enjoyed it until I didn't enjoy it anymore. <laughs> uh, the, okay, the, well, let's not get too far into the night. We still have a whole show to talk about. Yeah, the the, the show itself was. Um, he opened with "We We Take Care of Our Own." I remember mm-hmm. that. Uh, yeah, we had a good spot as well. We we decided to queue up a little bit earlier, and we got right in on the barrier behind the pit. Mm-hmm. Um and we were joined by a few more people who recognized us through the Springsteen fandom. We met Frank Toby yeah, Frank. before. Yeah. Shout out to the Belgians. Um, was Okay, I want to know, was it at that point or was it after that we met the legendary Dean Williams? After. Um, we, I remember I was trying to buy cigarettes and they had no Marlboro left in all of Milan. And they kept on trying to power off these fucking camel cigarettes on me. And it got to a point where it was, they were the only ones that they had. So I was like, all right, fucking give me them. And, then, and they were so sickly. I can actually still fucking taste them in my mouth. They're gross. Rotten cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember we met Dean after the show and he had the same ones. And I was like, oh, I hate these cigarettes. And Dean goes, here, have one of mine. They're nice. And I was like, <laughs> Same fucking brand. <laughs> you hold on to them. Um, okay. yeah, that was that. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was an amazing concert. That that shook me. Mm. Yeah. That concert, like, because everyone knows the football pitch rectangle. Rather than putting the stage at one of the goal ends, which is what usually happens at a concert, mm-hmm. they put the stage on the halfway line on where the dugouts would be. Yeah. Meaning that, again, no matter where you were, you weren't too far away from the stage. And then the San Siro just encompassed it from the, the two ends and then the yeah. whole back wall. It was incredible. I mean, that the stadium shook. Mm. Um, and that was, that was some gig, man. I remember uh, there was these lads at the top of the, the stand you know the seated areas at the very very back yeah and they had a huge sign that it took like 24 of them to hold it across and it said rosalita come on out tonight and oh yeah i've never said this to you in person but uh i'm very brave behind this camera <laughs> i i'm so glad that he didn't play that song because it's like fucking 14 minutes long and like it's <laughs> like no fucking chorus and it's so hard to fucking get into it live yeah yeah it's it's a garage band song That's, yeah it is you it's, know it's, it's like Anything from E Street Shuffle, like I really like to listen to them, but I wouldn't really like to see them. As a record in its entirety, it's lovely to listen to. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, and, and you don't get those songs. It's very rare you get those songs, kids, yeah. anyway. Like, but yeah. uh, 
it, it takes a certain mood, I think, for that to be played in the full band. I, speaking of, you, you mentioned that banner. Recently, I found an old SD card. The last time I was back in Ireland, September, um, I found an old SD card, which I had from a camera and a Nikon or something like that. I had at the time a DLSR. And I brought it here and I only recently plugged it in and pulled up a load of photos from those tours. Ah, oh, no way. And... Do you remember how ridiculous and how shoddy people's banners were up on the stage, up in the stands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. people were just spray painting on the bed sheets. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And, and you had an opinion about them, but I came across some old photos there, and one of them was just, it was like it was an onion headline. <laughs> like. <laughs> Uh, was, set the, was it from the San Siro? I, act, I think it might have been, but it may have been the following year. Um, ah, okay. Part of a... I'm going to be scrolling and not, and not paying attention now. Though. I actually just realized as well, uh, for the people who are listening, we've actually done a lot of visual things uh, in this episode. So like if that, you know, go watch the video on YouTube or whatever. <laughs> We showed a picture of a map at one point, and uh, I yeah, I mean the map thing. We, we explained that quite well. That I fucked up. You don't need to keep on bringing that up, okay? <laughs> and listen, I don't want to sit here scrolling through my phone while we're doing this. It's uh, it's not very productive. Mm. I'll send it to you. But mm-hmm. I did. F- I I must have been the, the later period because I was taking pictures of all of the terrible banners for you. Oh yeah, jeez! Like I feel like I remember when I remember like I don't remember anything that it said or anything, but I do remember you sending me a light blue one with black writing on top, and I remember making some joke like about how it looks like it was made by a fucking Sheffield Wednesday supporters group. <laughs> it might. It was like something like I think there was one that it says like Bruce, comma, you make me born to run. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> and just imagining that person where English is not the native language going, this is so clever. This is so it. clever. He's, yeah. he's, he's going to call this one out. Like, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you hell. make me born to <laughs> <laughs> You make me born in the USA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I remember... Um, I remember I was smoking at the stadium. I didn't really know that you're not supposed to do that. I was such oh, a dickhead. But yeah, same so much. Um, but I remember like Italian people, the way that they just speak with their hands. I remember so many people behind me like throwing their hands and me just being like, all right, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't care. There. Nobody cared. Everybody smoked in that stadium during concerts. After Everyone in Italy Everyone smokes. smokes. Everyone in Italy smokes, period. Mm. Um, it's like you're born with one in your hand. Like That's pretty much it, yeah. That's the way um, it works. But yeah, it was one of those things. I will never forget was the next time man it was actually when i wasn't with you mm. i was going to get me and john a bottle of water i was going to the toilet but it was early on you know like in those three hours leading up to showtime and everyone's just found their spot and they're sitting down and i booted somebody's broken foot <laughs> they were in a cast i was wearing boots and i was just you know traipsing through everybody trying to not step on one person and i just went like Boom. Oh my and God. She was in tears. Like, desperately screaming 
in agony. And I was like, oh, I didn't mean that. And I was apologizing. And they were just like, go away from us, please. Uh, you, yeah. There's nothing more you can do here. You've done enough. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. That's brutal. That's me, man. Everything I do is brutal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the, the, the Midas touch, you know? Yeah. Well, those are your words, not mine. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, I remember. Um, I don't remember much about the actual set list, but I remember the show itself. I remember uh, they fucked up "No Surrender" twice. Yeah, they had to play it uh, the third time. Um, that was fun. Um, Jack of all trades was very nice. The whole stadium lit up whenever their, their phones. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, that was really nice. Um, as and we got twist and show. I think for the first time. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And that was the most fun I think I'd ever had. That was good. You know, I had never experienced it before. It was a lot of fun. Or maybe I did, but I was too young to remember. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Rising Tour, I was only like 12. I remember leaving as we were walking out. There was two Scottish lads behind me, and one of them was like, is that, is that cunt wearing a hunt top? And then the other one was like, ah, oh, no, ah, oh, fuck sakes, man. And I was, I was wearing an actual Celtic hoodie, but it was like a Celtic, like, it was like, it was a gray hoodie. Mm-hmm. And it had a Celtic crest in the thing at the back. And, like it, a, and it had purple writing on it? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you wouldn't know it was a Celtic hoodie, but I was just like, oh, I do not want this. <laughs> Don't talk to me. No, no, I'm no. I'm not fucking interested. I didn't come all the way to fucking Milan but that's when that's when we bumped into dean williams yeah. i had already been talking to dean through facebook through social media never actually met the man mm-hmm. and much like most times when we're anywhere um we let me take the lead this this i still i regularly think about this and i have no idea how this happened oh i know oh it's it's so simple um sorry we will have visuals again <laughs> so let's imagine that this ring encompasses the San Siro. Is that a beer mat? Uh, no, it's a. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like a coaster. Um, so let's imagine that this encompasses the San Siro. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also a racetrack here. Mm-hmm. When we, wa- we walked out of the San Siro in this corner, had we have turned right, we would have been in the city. <laughs> <laughs> but what we did but what we did was I led you me and a gentleman named Dean from oh. Wales shout out to Dean Williams yeah shout out um, to Dean. such a cool guy and we went left and, and the left was a ring road that went around the San Siro Stadium then it went around the I think it's called the Hippodrome is what they call um, racetracks that are just like like what sprinters run on kind of thing it's just that it's a casino in london the hippo john is it yeah well then i could be completely wrong <laughs> i was thinking of the casino um but they have something like that where it's just a racetrack where it's just horses going in that scale electrics cheap scale electrics uh that's correct yes so we walked for oh i want to say an hour and a half we lapped it we, we lapped did. it we, we lapped. Did. we had to do the entire thing just to get back to our starting point. And then we did it again. Did we? Yeah. 
we did it again we, because we walked past that racetrack thing twice. And I, I remember it because me and Dean, were, <laughs> oh, I had never met Dean before. And uh, we were talking about like all sorts of shit. And me this and was Dean, about, that show didn't finish till about 11.30 at night as yeah, well. Yeah, that, that's right. Yeah. And me and Dean actually got along like really, really well. So we yeah. were kind of talking while you were just like walking. And, like me and Dean weren't paying attention to the thing. And then it was like this, the second time we were walking past that racetrack thing. I was like, hold on a fucking second, lads. <laughs> we've been walking a lot here. And I swear we've walked past that already. And, uh, and Dean was like, do you know, I think you're right. <laughs> this, I don't think, <laughs> I think we're doing something wrong here. And then you were like, yeah, it seems that, yeah. <laughs> something is wrong, actually. Let's try walk this way, lads. And then, and then we were out basically at the hotel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, like, thinking, like, man, it only took us five minutes on the way here. Why is it taking longer? <laughs> and we kept on coming up with shit. Ah, they probably closed the roads or filtered traffic or something. No, just... I'm still pretty sure that that's what happened. Yeah. A bunch of fucking... Very similar to Seville, like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's crazy to me that you're getting driving lessons, but at least I have sat-navs in cars. I agree. Place, so. and, well, I don't even think that'll help. It's just a distraction. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a couple of nights in Milan. We uh, went back to the Irish bar, I guess, after that. Was it the next night? No, so what happened was that Irish bar, um, We when we went to the next hotel, um, the Irish bar was actually no longer really accessible for us. It was like, we were like, all right, we're going to do a different thing. We're going to do Parco Sempione, um, walk around the, where that cathedral bullshit is and the Ferrari shite and all. I remember we walked into a fucking Gucci shop at one stage and the fella all but threw us out for the way that we were dressed because you were looking for a <laughs> sister or something. Um, when I say we, I mean me, I, I dressed terribly back then. Um, I never really grew out of the skateboard phase, but um, it's true. Fucking uh, yeah. So we were going to an English pub, um, but then oh, of course. Apologies. Yes, we were going to that excellent English pub where um, it's run. The, the, I'll never forget his name because I'm always like, yeah, he's one of the, the turtles from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He, his name was Donatello. All oh, right. Okay. And his rule was brilliant. The pub was called The Englishman. It was like one of the very few sports bars in Milan. Yeah, yeah. And so his rule was, because people will come in, and this doesn't really happen back in Ireland or the UK because everyone loves pints. But when in, in a civilized world, like mainland Europe, people can go to a pub and sit there over a 7-Up for two hours. Yeah. Or a, bottle, or, or a glass of water. And they so have chess, he, chess boards that they gave to everyone. Yeah. So this guy was like, you know what? If I'm going to lose out on business because tables are being filled up by guys sitting over a bottle of water, everyone's first drink is nine euros, no matter <laughs> what it is. So we would go in and we'd be like, oh, fucking Jesus, come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're going to be drinking. But, uh, and, and you certainly did. We did, yeah. Well, we met two Americans there the first night. Um, and then we went from there, we got like a taxi to that mad Irish pub and then we did something else after. I can't really remember. Um, but then it's the next night was when all the damage was done, um, between our friendship, <laughs> uh, when we went to that English pub. Um, I, I mean, I don't, there's, there's few excuses I can come up with and I don't tend to come up with any excuses. Um, it was, a, it was 
a very surreal <laughs> situation, I'll say. The only thing that is true about it was that there was an outrageous amount of drink involved, but there was also like stupid shit, mm. like Jaeger bombs, which mm-hmm. are the most pointless thing. Like double red, double vodka. Energy drinks shouldn't exist anyway, apart from Red Lucas. Um, but then to be mixing Red Bull, which back then was even more caffeine and more sugar because nobody really cared about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we were mixing it with, with alcohol. It was, it was, it sent people bananas and I was one of them. I still, think, I still think I must have been spiked. <laughs> but I, I believe the answer was I just spiked myself. You were spiked by you. Yeah, I absolutely. M- I spiked myself with multiple drinks. I remember uh, we were watching the Euros uh, Euro 2012 and it was fucking I think it's like Poland against Germany or some bullshit anyway and there's a bunch of Germans in the pub and one of them was wearing that green German jersey and you said to me like hey man do you know why they they have green and I was like it's something like the first country to welcome Germany back into trade agreements after World War Two was Ireland and uh, and you were like, yeah, I, I don't even know if that's true. I bet you if I Google it, it's not true. But that, it was the thing that we, we, we told ourselves at the time. And you were like, yeah, that's right. And then you went out for a smoke. And, and told one of the German lads so this. You went to this German lad and you were like, hey, man, nice jersey. Do you know why you have the green jersey? I'm from Ireland. Do you know why you have that? And he was like, no. And he goes, that's because Ireland was the first country to welcome you back after in the 1950s. <laughs> <laughs> after... Uh, uh, after the uh, after 1945, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much how it went down, and the guy was just so unimpressed and just like, okay, thanks. Uh, he was okay about it, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like but he I was don't. okay about it. But uh, it was just funny. I, but I, I, I was recently corrected on that. Like the past five years, maybe someone here in the Netherlands put me in my place, and we're like, no, sorry, Germany had a green jersey way before that. Mm. they've always had like for a long time they had a green jersey like yeah. since the existence of germany as a football team fucking irish people are trying to claim credit for so things. stop trying to claim credit just because you're just because it's fucking green um so to, that was the first sign for me that things were going downhill <laughs> um but then i remember i was just kind of sitting there watching the football or whatever having a few pints it was all grand for me um I was getting beer on tap. I forget. It was some shitty Italian lager, but it was... Uh, It was beer and Moretti. Yeah, I stand by what I said. No, I don't... I wouldn't have drank beer and Moretti, I don't think. I don't don't really like it. I don't know. They didn't have Corona anyway. I know that much. Um, But you were there uh, drinking your Red Bulls. And then at one stage, you went up to the bar and you didn't come back for like 20 minutes. And I looked over and you were like, come here. And so I went over... And you were talking to this lad from New Zealand. And um, he was like fairly sober, very much interested in intellectual discussion. And um, you were like saying how you were here for Bruce. And like, I think you, you were very lucid when you started talking to him. You were like, yeah, uh, it's great. Like, this is a way, this is a means to travel. I also get to see your favorite bands. Like, I also get to uncover hidden gems in Europe. Like, we get to we get to see the parts of Europe that like no one else, you know, will travel to and stuff like that. And he was like really into that. And he was like, yeah, 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 that's, that's really cool. And then, um, 
I started talking to him about something. I forget what it was. And then we ended up somehow talking about the fucking recession. I think he was like, yeah, yeah, Ireland, that's, that's suffered fairly badly. And I was like, yeah. And then you got in. But this was when I knew things were going really bad. You were like, yeah, well, the recession, that's like in the, see, in the Springsteen song, like he pretty much solves the recession in verse two of, of Death to My Hometown. Like, and I, and I was like, sorry about my friend who was perfectly normal there a few minutes ago and now he's not anymore um and then you're like i'm going out for a smoke and then when you came back in from your smoke you could no longer speak english and you came back and you're like and i was like what and you were like ah forget it i'm locked and i was like right okay so um i said to the new zealand lad i was like right uh we need to head off now anyways uh uh, nice meeting you, whatever. So we left, and then I went out to look for a taxi. And Jesus, it's been a long time since I told this story. I actually don't even remember all the details. But we went out to look. Funnily for- enough, I'm a <laughs> bit fuzzy on the details <laughs> myself. It was it was a bunch of taxis driving past, and I had pulled one over, and he pulled in, and then you were like, "No, no, no, no. I need McDonald's," <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, but McDonald's is fucking." Eight. It was like a ten minute walk or something, and um. You were yeah. like, uh, need McDonald's. I was like, all right, fine. Sorry to the taxi driver. I've been walking up the road with you. And uh, eventually we walked into McDonald's and there was a security guy there who was probably, uh, I don't know. He, he was like African, I'm fairly sure. He spoke with an mm-hmm. African accent. And um, there was a Michael Jackson song on the fucking, and you went up to him and danced at him in the way that Michael Jackson would. And then you said, what's up my brother? <laughs> and uh, then you ordered food and I was like, right, let's get that to go. And um, we'll go back to the hotel. And I was like, do you have the fucking card for the, the hotel? I don't know what the address of it is. And you were like, no. And I knew that you fucking had it. I fucking knew that you did. And you were like, no, 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 I, I don't have that. You have that, man. And I was like, oh, I don't have it on me. Where is the thing? And you were like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And I had like... There was Something no- Nord was the name of that hotel. Scala Nord, it was called. Scala Nord, that's it. I knew it would come back to me. There was no Wi-Fi in the McDonald's. And I had credit on my phone, but I couldn't access my data. So I phoned my friend Jamos. Um, and I was like... In the UK. In the UK, yeah. In Manchester. The only fucking person I could think of who would be up at that ridiculous hour (laughs) knew how to use the internet enough to that he wouldn't be on the phone like, uh, what? The Scala where? You know, I knew that he'd be able to just do the fucking thing. So um, I rang him and he basically convinced me to not throw you into traffic. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Fucking absolutely buckled like and my social anxiety was just through the roof like in my head you were making a fucking show of me um and anyways uh eventually he texted me the address then so i i got us into a taxi and i was like great can you take us here and the taxi driver's a fucking cunt about it as well i don't know what it was but he couldn't just fucking read the thing and he was like oh no 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 show me something and i was like this is the fucking address type it into your fucking thing there and he was like oh I don't know, he made a big thing out of it. And I was already so on edge as it was. Um, and then in the taxi, you were like, hey, man, I found it. And you pulled out the fucking card with the Scalinord address on it. I was like, give me that, Andy. And then you handed it back to me and I fucking grabbed it off you. I put it in my wallet. And then about 10 minutes later, still in the car, you went, all right, now give it back. And I said, give what back? And you went, my lighter. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even smoking at this time. I had given up smoking. 
Uh, no, I didn't because I was smoking at the San Siro, so that's irrelevant. But I, I wasn't smoking because I was drinking or something like that anyway. And then we got into the hotel and you danced into the foyer and the woman at reception was like... And then uh, I fucking like bundled you into the lift. I think I raided the uh, the vending machine of beers as well. Oh yeah, that's true. You did, yeah. You Just f- to keep it going. You got like a fu- like a fucking Cronenberg, a Tuborg, and a fucking Heineken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever they had, like. Um, but I remember, like, I kind of threw you into the lift, and then, like, I I got into the lift, pressed the button, and I turn around. And- <laughs> And then I looked down, and there you are. <laughs> and then we eventually got to like the third or fourth floor, and the doors opened, and I had to fucking pull you up off the ground, like open the door, like throw you in. And then uh, I was like, right, fucking, I've got this cunt into the room. That's fine. And uh, you just, you like got on the bed and started eating your McDonald's. And then I went over to my bed, and I was like, right, fine, I'll have a nice bit of sleep now. And I dozed off a bit and then I woke up. Could have been any amount of time later. Could have been 15 minutes, could have been two hours, I don't know. But I woke up and you had fucking turned on the ceiling fan with the rovers that went round. <laughs> Threw your burger up there. It was fucking lettuce all over the room. And uh, I, went into, I went into the bathroom because I really had to piss from all the alcohol. <laughs> And it was just like your your <laughs> socks were <laughs> tied around the taps and your jeans were like, you'd wrapped your jeans around the shower head and like <laughs> your clothes hanging off the... And I was just like... Oh, I'm crying. I just said, Andy, <sighs> what the fuck have you done? And then you said, you said, oh man, wait till Andy wakes up and sees what I've done to all this stuff. Oh... Uh, that's just the most drunk that anyone has ever been ever you pranked yourself you got so drunk that you fucking pranked yourself oh, oh thank God. you thank you for that I haven't heard that in a million years uh, yeah oh, so man. that was that was your point of view it took all I had to not headbutt. I was thinking uh, to myself like, you probably should have I, I, mean, I, I probably like, would have set me straight I was genuinely wondering like would I actually, if I were to headbutt him, would his nose break and stab him in the brain and kill? Like, what can I do here? To, okay, yeah, yeah. How, how far is too far? I need, I need to hurt this man to incapacitate him. I don't know why I was <laughs> dealing with myself in a third person. Yeah, that's uh, that's a strange one. That's never happened since. Uh, I've to never, anyone. It, that's, it's mental. Like, that's something someone would do on drugs. Yes, yeah. And you've um, basically never taken drugs, so. And I really haven't, especially back then. Mm. Uh, so it was crazy. Sorry, I'm still wiping my tears, man. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. I hope yeah. this people understand. I mean, it's one of these things that these are our stories that we're sharing. And we have a lot of these things, but everyone has this with their own friends where it's like, mm. you had to be there kind of thing. But this I hope won't come across in that way. And I think people will just understand that. Yeah, I, I think um, so. yeah. it's, uh, it, it's just fucking funny, but okay. So you experienced the sh- full show me on the other hand, I woke up the next morning. I remember that as well. And I was like, Oh, I didn't eat my fries. <laughs> and I was like, I think I, I saw the beer can was open and I picked it up and it's still heavy and I'm like, ah, fuck, I didn't drink my beer either. 
got up and went to the toilet. And when as I went, I was like, I I remember this really well as well. I remember my bag was open, which was weird because usually when I go to a hotel, like put it in a corner and I yeah. You like file everything away, like. But it was. I do, yeah. I file everything away. But uh, my bag was open and it was out, and I was like, "Oh, that's, that's strange." But everything's strange because I've just woken up. And then, so I didn't actually pay attention to anything that was going on in the room, which was all my stuff everywhere, <laughs> um, and my food everywhere. Yeah. Um, and then it was when I went to the bathroom, and it was like that. It was went to the bathroom, started to go for a leak. And kind of it's just like, you know, shaking it, the, just waking up and shaking everything off, like, ugh, head up. And I was like, it's so strange that I socks. <laughs> They're my socks. They're stuffed behind the gap between the, the cistern of the toilet and the wall. It's so weird. That's just such, such a strange thing. And as I kind of tidied myself up, I was like, oh, that's my stuff as well. That's my... <laughs> why is why is that there? Why is this there? Oh, and then I look and I see the shower, and I'm like, my jeans are hanging from the shower, and my shoes are everywhere. You had a and bunch of shirts, and you had replaced the shower curtain with your shirts. Yeah, and I shirts all the rungs. Um, yeah, yeah. And I, I came out of the bathroom, and you had obviously woken up by by the noise that I had made. Yeah. And I just looked at you. <laughs> I was like. What what where what's going on with all my stuff? And I have never seen someone look at me the way you looked at me. Like it must have been how you looked at me when you wanted to headbutt me the yeah. four hours just before that. Yeah, yeah. Because you were like, What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did you just say? <laughs> Choose your next words wisely. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's like exactly the, the gall of me to not remember <laughs> this. <laughs> this torment that I had yeah, bestowed upon you, you like terrorized me and had the fucking audacity <laughs> to forget it. <laughs> yeah, and then ask me what was going on. Like I should be asking you in like a series of very serious questions what went yeah, on. Yeah. But you were asking me what what was that it, about? Like I should have had um, a big sit down. After that, <laughs> say so. Andy, this is a safe place, and these are all people who love you. That's this is your intermission. Looking back at it, yeah, the, I think if I'd have told more people that story at the time, there would be some definite questions raised about your. Oh, uh, it, it it's it's so funny though. The most infuriating part for me was that you didn't even have a fucking hangover that time. Like, I, listen, I didn't have a hangover because I was still you were. operating and burning alcohol. I remember we went to, I think we went to the park that day and you had to sit down like a whole bunch of times. You weren't hung over, you were just tired. I think, I think my body was just overheating. Mm. And then I was in the heat anyway. Like, Yeah, yeah. Listen, there was no thing as no hungover. I was dying. Yeah, all the time. Like my sure. body was shutting down <laughs> more than like, it's easy now in hindsight to look back and be like, that's alcohol poisoning. Yeah, poisoned himself through alcohol. But uh, yeah, we got on. We got on with it. <clears throat> did all right. Like we did. Yeah, yeah. Figured listen, it out. Listen, for the, for the most part, most people would have ended any sort of friendship at that point and said, "There's no <laughs> way this can ever happen again." Yeah. You stuck yeah. it out. You I stuck did. it out. And then a few weeks later, we went to Manchester. Oh, I forgot all about Manchester. 
Wow. Yeah. I didn't even have that written down on my fucking fancy list here. Yeah, a few weeks later, we went to Manchester. Yeah. Manchester was class, actually. Manchester was class, but you were beginning to break. <laughs> Understandably so, because at this point, I... Yeah, I get it. Especially if that was your last experience. We, I don't even know. I mean, we saw each other all the time mm. back when we were back home. Yeah, so we lived right, three, door, three door, whatever. We lived three doors down from each other. We obviously frequented the pub a lot, but mm. I think that was probably the period between coming home from Milan and going to Manchester was probably the longest period I ever spent not seeing you on a regular basis. I know. <laughs> yeah. And I think you were like, listen, I'm concentrating on YouTube. Mm, yeah which i don't even think that i i remember that you were just like i can't do this with him again <laughs> not for the, now the day that i first took youtube seriously was actually when you went to hyde park and i went to not hyde park <laughs> yes yes and we'll get to that yeah so june 22nd was manchester so we flew in late on june 21st i remember that we got in pretty late and we stayed in uh we did our flight was delayed yeah and we stayed in Beaulieu's hotel because i used to work for that hotel chain I, I remember um the plane that was the that plane was like um i've i've flown like turbulence no you know big deal whatever that plane the whole time the plane was like like you could yeah, not yeah. it was really bad weather like, yeah, it was yeah. atrocious i remember the fella there was uh, an english fella working for ryanair who was like um, telling this guy like can you turn off that phone you need to turn off the phone <laughs> and the, the fucking fellow was just like why do i need to turn off my phone like i'm They're gonna the put worst. it on airplane mode i, I know people are the worst but but then the fella the flight attendant actually did a really bad job of this because he, he goes to this fellow he was like it's yeah. actually illegal it's illegal to have your which phone is a complete on. and i was like sorry now which section of the penal code does a fucking say like yeah you, you, you shan't have a fucking phone on a plane like give me a phone. yeah i get it but like we were delayed those guys were also there i know yeah i know he, I agree. that was probably his last flight of his sixth flight of the day on a should have been the last shift. flight should have been the last one of his career based on the fucking thing he was saying to that fella yeah probably probably better off sorry i'm angry because i'm remembering milan <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's, Super the last time we see each other for a long time. <laughs> we had a very, very late check-in to the... Was it the Crown Moran in Manchester or was it a beauty? No, it was beauties of Manchester. Mm. The Crown was London. Mm. Um, we late check-in, hit up that vending machine for a few Cronenbergs. Yeah, Cronenberg. And yeah. Uh, <clears throat> we kind of mapped out our day. It was mid-June. Did I say June 21st? June 22nd was the show. Yeah, and we met Jamas, actually, as it happens. Mm. He comes back into the story. He comes back into the story, yeah. Um, it turned out to be the UK's wettest day on record. Like, yeah. ever. And I, <clears throat> after us doing the shows in Spain, doing the shows in Italy, I finally really wanted to get up and have the balls to go and do queuing, like, really get in there front row stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I stirred you at like 6 a.m. And I was like, yo, man, let's do it. And you were like, nah, fuck <laughs> I remember very, very yeah. clearly being like, this bed is so comfortable. Yeah. And I can hear the rain hitting on that window. And, and it shocked. Yeah. And, the, and what, uh, it was 15 hours. It was literally like 15 hours from now. 15 hours before the, the gig. The yeah. plan is to be at the, yeah, nah, fuck that. 
Um, and you were so fucking right. Oh, it was such a mistake to go. But I went. Um, and I got into Manchester Central. And then I kind of saw some signs. I would have brought you on this walk as well. Um, I don't know why I couldn't figure out, but there was a sign that just said, Eddie had stadium this way. So I was like, grand. Can't be too far, Manchester, small mm-hmm. town. But that was like a road sign for traffic. <laughs> Not for pedestrians. <laughs> and it was pissing rain. Yeah, it was. I remember like the every single person. This was like the one gig I've ever been to where everybody just had a remembers poncho. the rain. I was the only person without a poncho. Yeah, everyone had one. And I I got there at about seven thirty. Um, and I got a, I got a, I got a number, I guess. And I don't really remember it that much, but I met number, up with, yeah. I met up with Springsteen fans that I kind of. Connect, connected with but we were numbers apart and so you just started chatting people around you but I was soaking I was in a pair of jeans a pair of trainers I had a t-shirt on and I had a hoodie on the University of Barcelona hoodie the very one I was soaked through to my skin yeah by 8.30am mm-hmm. and there was another 12 hours to go I remember you texting me like hey man I got a number and me just being like hey man I don't give a shit <laughs> <laughs> And it was, it was horrible. For me, I've, it was like a real low point. It just, and I remember like I was starting to shiver and people around me were like, you look like you're getting pneumonia. And I was like, yeah. thanks very much. And one guy was like here and he's like shops in like these outdoor Trek stores. Mm. And he was like, take this. It's one of those like mental calorie packed uh, vitamin packed energy juice things. He was like, you have it like a, a chew, but he was just like, take that, take this. Eat he gave this. you he gave you the red herb, the green herb, the <laughs> from Evil, yeah, yeah, all in one go. He gave me all those things, and then someone like found me a poncho. Mm, yeah, I remember. I remember the poncho. I remember seeing you after the gig in the poncho, and being like, oh, that's new. And <laughs> uh, but like before, yeah, and. But I was, it was, I was, it was too late. Like it was two o'clock in the afternoon. the The system was horrendous because at the Etihad, there's no shelter anywhere. Mm. <clears throat> there's a Mercedes Benz dealership, which weren't letting anybody in because yeah. why would you? I remember walking past them. Yeah, they were. Super, and uh, yeah. and there was a Sainsbury's. There was. And the Sainsbury's had a tiny cafe in it, and it just wasn't worth it. Like. Yeah, they didn't even have soup or. <clears throat> and. And that was also a reason why it was like, there's nowhere to go. We just got to stick it out in the rain. And I went into, again, low point. I went into one of the portaloos and I was just like, I said it to this guy who had kind of befriended. I was like, listen, I'm in this one. If something happens, please come get me. But I just, I can't stand out here any longer. And I can't sit on the ground because it's wet and I'm already wet and I'm going to die. Mm. And I just sat in the portaloo like a homeless person. You know, I've just sat there like that. But uh, we got in. The gates opened at five o'clock. I somehow stuck it out. I was trying to sell my ticket. Like, I was at the point where I was like, I'm done. I was like trying to sell my ticket to like the touts. And then the security guys were like, gates are open. Everybody come through. Did you not tell me any of that because you thought my response would be you fucking deserve that? <laughs> uh, maybe. 
Uh, or maybe it was just because you were so right to stay in. Stay yeah, in I know. Yeah, and yeah. you were and you weren't because yeah. um, we well, got through and the second wind came along. You know. Yeah, that's what happens. I was it? doing fine. Yeah, there's an adrenaline that carries you through a concert, like. And I was getting excited, and I was taking photos of my phone, and uh, I had an iPhone, and I got a tap on the shoulder, and it was this English girl, and she was like, "Is that a picture of your dog?" And it was Hannah, Burger Girl. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how I became very good friends with her, like. And she was just looking at pictures of my dog that was the background on my phone. Now. And then she was like, "Aha." Here, have a sandwich bag for your phone. You can still take a photo through it. We learned this in Florence when it got rained out. Nice. That happened just after Milan, after we yeah, left. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember Florence uh, being the very next one, and then Rome, I think, a couple of days yeah, after yeah. or whatever. Um, so that was our gig that we were together but not together on. Um, you arrived how many hours later? I got in there when all the crowds were coming in. I was behind the sound tent even. Mm. Um, it was me and my friend Jamos, who uh, lived in Manchester. So I just said to him, like, here, come to this gig. Um, I think I even made him fucking come to the hotel to meet me. I, it's like, I'm the worst person ever, basically. And we got, like, I think we got a bus in to Manchester and we got on the train. We got, it was like the Glasgow train, but then it stopped somewhere along the way. And Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember it was grand for us. Like, I think we, it was a tiny bit the of rain. stopped. Yeah, the rain had stopped. Um, there was a tiny bit of rain as we were walking in, but then it stopped for the whole gig, from what I remember. Yeah. Um, there was these three Scottish lads. Uh, they seemed to be like a granddad, a, a son, and then a grandson, um, all all together. And they were doing this. To, you know this thing that people do at gigs where they go like this, and then they just walk through the crowd? Oh, yeah. So Spilling they, their beer all over themselves and the people are passing. So they tried that. And uh, it didn't work because it was a Bruce Springsteen capacity crowd. It was full. There's no room. Like, no. You can do this and walk all you want. That's not going to get you anywhere. So um, they did that. And there's, a, there's a, a, an image like frozen still in my head of them just like this, trying to go <laughs> forward, nothing happening. And them then having to walk backwards. Like, it's fucking ridiculous. They looked like the World Cup statue. I don't know. It's just yeah, so yeah, yeah. good to look at. Um, but yeah, I had a, a good time making fun of them for the whole gig, and they, that that gig itself was that one to me was fairly like that was all right. Um, it was very standard. It was all right. There was prove it all night from '78 in it though. Yeah, and there was the promise I want to say, or one of them, uh, a mm. song off the promise maybe or something like that. I think maybe yeah, uh, or this. No, I, I can't remember. But um, yeah, it was fine. Uh, I completely forgot about Manchester in the, in the thing. I remember um, back at the hotel getting absolutely no sleep. And that's pretty much it then. Straight yeah, back to... That was my, yeah, I mean, we flew back the next day. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I somehow lived through it, which was, I was very happy with. Yeah. But yeah. We, didn't, we didn't hit Manchester over anything. No, I, I think we the next day we went for remember we went for pints and breakfast. Ah, uh, we did. Yeah, we took it pretty handy. Um, we met um, the woman. We went a, to Weatherspoons, of course, because that's what you do, right? I don't think it was Weatherspoons. Oh, it was just an old pub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we went with Sue and a few of the old uh, yeah the woman radio crew. 
the woman who had actually danced on stage with Bruce the night before. Yes, that's right. Shark, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was she cool. who shall not be named. Correct, because I don't know her name. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember. I think someone who was with her—I don't know—was it her husband or what? Um, was from Belfast, and he was asking me about other bands. And I remember he was like, "Because Springsteen fans are very, um, when it comes to music, they like Bruce, and then they like anything that Bruce tells them. It's okay to like. Yeah, so it's a weird thing. If, huh? if Bruce covers a song, you're allowed to like the band that he covers. Yeah, yeah. Um, or if he's written a song for the band, you're yeah, allowed if he's to written like a. It. Or, or if, if he has influenced him, or if at some stage they supported him, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're not allowed to like anyone outside that. Really, it's all hit and miss. But this fella was like, he liked Coldplay and he liked Snow Patrol, and I was like, all right. So you like Bruce and you like two of the worst bands ever. Um, what do you think of Oasis? And he was like, oh, I fucking hate Oasis. And I was like, all right, fuck off. Your opinions <laughs> could not mean less to me. Um, Nah, Snow Patrol aren't. I actually really like Snow Patrol. I just said that. Yeah. You, you can't like be like, oh yeah, well, I'm all high and just, you, you can't put them in the same brackets. like. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, that was Manchester. It was, it was nice. I mean, it was horrible. Yeah. That's it, my... it, it, it paid off. I, I really enjoyed it, though. <laughs> of course I you did. had a fucking great time. I thought it was class. Um, but yeah, what are you going to do? When did we come back then? We've came back around yeah and by this stage you our relationship was falling apart well no uh, there's so there's a lot of weird uh, hold on sorry let me just google something real quick um, sure canada day 2012 isn't that like july 4th july 1st actually yeah, it was a joke july yeah 4th i know i know, I know. Uh, no i'm just um Canada Day in London, no, it was 2013, right? Yeah, because I would have been living with NEP for that. Um, in, in, uh, in June and July, I went to loads of concerts that weren't uh, Springsteen ones. Like uh, mm -hmm. Jack, Jack Brown came over to Dublin to see Blink. Uh, we went to see them, I think it was like July 15th or something like that. Um, I saw... I saw a whole bunch of... I, I've a fucking, I have an envelope full of tickets, actually. In my Would have been earlier than July 15th, anyway, for sure. Maybe it was June 15th. I, saw, I don't know. But um, Manchester was June 22nd. We would have got back to Ireland June 23rd or 24th. And then we were back in London by July 12th. So I know I went to a gig on, Ju on July 1st. I know I went to a gig um, at the Olympia. I can't mm -hmm. remember who it was. Um, I went to see... Link. I went to. I saw a band that I don't want to say that I saw. Um, and was it the Clan? No, it was Lost Prophets. <laughs> it's actually worse. That's I would. I would. Worse. I would rather go to see the Clan. Oh, you didn't actually have to say that. <laughs> oh yeah, but like no one knows that they're kind of in that weird area where. And certainly nobody knew anyway. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Well, ish. I mm -hmm. don't know. They were just. They were a Kerrang band. They were, and I love Kerrang bands, no matter who they are. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so there was there was a good few, and and that was I was doing a little bit of traveling um, in between. Like I know I had gone to London a, a good mm -hmm. few times in between. So. Still was... hadn't found a job at this stage. We should point out. No, but I didn't need one because I was. You were fucking... still burning the midnight oil. 
<laughs> it was, yeah. I, I, I think that as I quit my job um, in, in 2012, I'm pretty sure my bank balance was 6,800 euro. Um, and at the time, considering hefty for a 20 year old, like, it, yeah, I wasn't paying rent. I wasn't doing anything like that was enough money. Uh, and especially when the places you're going are Spain and Italy, what's the mm-hmm. most you're going to spend on alcohol in the night? It's not really yeah, that much. Not um, so it was fine for us really. But, uh, yeah, then what Hyde Park was next, was it July 12th? Yeah, or... So July, July 14 was Hyde Park, London, but we arrived early for sure because, um, we had a night out with Nip. That's right. Um, that was before the gig. There was a at the Pride of Paddington pub uh, near Paddington Station. They did accommodation, and they were also a pub. And there was a band on. I don't think they were a Springsteen tribute band. They were like a. If if my memory serves me correctly, they were actually closer to a Creedence Clearwater revival tribute. They band. were just something. Yeah, but they, they, they definitely like, weren't George Mileson anyway. No, they were not. Um, and they did not sound like that little girl when they sang. But um, I remember we, we went to the, the Pride of Paddington pub anyway. And it was really fucking good. It, it was like, great. Yeah, every, we, we spoke to like everybody in the pub. And, and um, that pub was full of people from Norway, um, mm. Scottish Dave from Bilbao, um, there was a lad from English people. <laughs> there was a lad from Manchester who lad from Manchester. Uh, I st- Colin from uh, Inverness is where he lives. Uh, it was just loads of people. It and was uh, the Newcastle fella as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait. Oh, who was that? I can't remember, but he was going on to me about how uh, Rangers are better than Celtic for reasons that I don't fucking care about. Because uh, Gaza played for Rangers. Uh, probably, uh, yeah. Tony Toon Taylor. That That's the man. Name. That's the man, yeah. I, I remember just being wholly unimpressed. He was like, he was taking the piss and having the crack, but I yeah, was just yeah. like, I remember just being like, no, I don't fucking care. Yeah. <laughs> and there, was, there was Chris, um, lovely guy. The, the man who is behind the Springsteen meme page. Uh, he's, 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 he's very, very funny. Uh, really nice guy. I think we, the three of us have a photo together. Really? Yeah. Maybe there's another guy in there as well. Um, but there's a photo from that night and it's you and me and those two guys. I thought I was aware of every photo of me that existed. <laughs> That's not true, evidently. Here, I need to run for a quick slash. Yeah, I'm going to do the same. Cool. Right. London. Yeah, so we went from... We were supposed to stay at the Pride of Paddington. That was the plan because they did accommodation. And yeah, it was a weird... We arrived and threw our bags in, if I can remember correctly. Yeah, we did. Yeah, did yeah. We must. Yeah, we had to have done. Um, but for some, I never saw the inside of that room. So you must have taken my bag, and I think mm-hmm. at some stage during the night, I got it into my head that I'm not fucking sleeping there actually, because to be honest with you, it's a weird hostel setup with loads. Yeah, of yeah. And uh, I just don't do well. Um, I've never been a good sleeper ever. Um, but sleeping around other people like nah strangers yeah eight, yeah. eight, <clears throat> eight smelly men in the room exactly so i was like all right um 
Andy, let's go meet my friend Nep. Um, and you had met Nep before because he was gracious enough to invite us to his pub when we went to see the Spurs AC Milan game. That That's time. right. Yes. Always, always Milan involved. It's but, always um, Milan involved. Yeah, so we went, I'm going to close this now. I don't need these notes anymore. Um, <laughs> you didn't need them after about 15 minutes. It's the same notebook I use for work as well, so it's actually just really fucking irritating me that it's right there in front of yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, I get you. But um, so I was like, Nep used to be... Uh, he's, I think he's still to this day, Nep is staying up till about 4 a.m. Um, and then he goes to sleep and then he'll get up at like 10 or 11. Um, but back then he was working at the pub and... Uh, he's always given 100% to everything that he does. So like, mm. he would work at the pub, then he'd leave the shift. And he was like, um, I tell you what, I'll meet you at the casino. So we went to that casino down at uh, fucking near the King's Cross, I think it was. Is it? It might have been. I, I, it, I, all I remember was just, it was creepy for me. I'd never been in a casino before. Hmm. I had to give them my fingerprints, and yeah, ID, and yeah, that's right. Yeah, you have to sign up when you get there. Um, it was fucking weird. I, I was very uncomfortable. So we we went there and we met Nep. I think is it was it just Nep by himself. I know Freddie was there, his mate. Yeah, um, who was over from Sweden. He kind of goes over to London every so often just for mm-hmm. the laugh. Um, Freddie's a really interesting guy. And then we went back to Nep's house and then Nep just started streaming. Um, and yeah. then the next day we had to be going to Hyde Park very early. And I remember we had gotten back to Nep's gaff at like four or something and we were yep. up till about five. <clears throat> and then you woke me up at like nine or half nine and you were like, all right, man, it's time to get on the road here. And I remember just being like... It was also pissing rain. It was pissing <laughs> rain. And I remember being like, oh, to be honest... I'm not feeling this. I'm that awful combination of tired and hungover. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like two more hours asleep would do it for me. Um, but we had to be at Hyde Park for four. Also, the distance, because we weren't in London anymore. We were in Houston. Uh, sorry, no, we were in Essex. In yeah. Uh, yeah, way, way out. Last stop on the Northern Line. We had to go all the way back in, yeah, and then go all the way back out again, I think. Um, so, yeah, it was. Uh, it was just, I was just like nah I just can't like this is too much and then uh, you fucked off went to the thing I think yeah, I might I cracked on I walked you to the train station you did I had no idea where the fuck it was I went I went to that much effort <clears throat> but I just couldn't go further and then, I think it was like you, you were like this is the least I can do yeah 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 I felt bad but also knew that you were going to meet like 20 other people or whatever yeah um, so then, it worked so I went back to the gaff. I went back to sleep for a few hours. Then uh, Nep woke me up and he was like, oh, what's up? It was Nep's day off. Um, and he was like, I'm going to stream. And I was like, all right, cool. And he was like, let's do some co-op. And uh, we played FIFA like all day streaming. I, I gained like, I don't know, 500 subscribers. Yeah, it was, it was a huge day for your YouTube. It was the start of it. It was when yeah, I, yeah. I saw something else that could be there for me. Like, Nep at the time only, like, I think Nep had less than 5,000 subscribers at the time. Wow. Um, and he was streaming to, like, Justin TV or something like that. Like, this is yeah, yeah, real yeah, fucking that. old yeah, school yeah. shit. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, and it was just, I don't know, it was a fucking great day. Like, so many people on his stream, like, mm-hmm. interacted with me and, like, 
Um, I, I really wish that a VOD of that existed somewhere. I'd love to listen back to it because I remember just really enjoying it and I just saw a yeah, whole yeah. other side. It, it wasn't just making videos and uploading them anymore. It was like this interactive thing of like, sure. I don't know, people like the communication. And followers. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and that was, yeah, that was cool. I was really happy for you. I didn't understand what it was going to be. Nobody really understood what it was going to be. Net yeah. didn't, you didn't. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, that was, our, that day was a real catalyst for me. Like when I look back on, um, what did it mean? Like to do all those career mode videos and like all that shit, like get all yeah. those subscribers that if, if I didn't have that day, that never would have happened. Yeah. So yeah. Was, uh, and you went to the gig. I did. And, uh, Paul McCartney came out on stage. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, cause it was the London calling festival. So, Tom Morello also played. Mm. That was before he joined the band for the next record. And John Fogarty. John Faggerty. John F- John Fogarty. John Fogarty. It's John Fogarty. Yeah, that's John, lads. That's that's Fogarty. Mm. And it's the Crown Moran as well. He is fucking uh, bastard. The, the Crown Moran. Crown Moran. Uh, the uh, but yeah, it was it was kind of weird because Springsteen had uh, support for the first time ever. Yeah, that's it was a festival. A festival, yeah. So it was a full day of different. But um, Lady Antebellum opened. Oh God, Jesus, yeah. And uh, the Jam, right? Uh, so, sorry, Paul Weller. Am I getting that right? No, Paul Weller actually played the next year, but he played. Ah, okay. With Kasabian. Oh, and Kasabian at, at a different hard rock. Calling right, yeah. location and Kasabian were the headliners. Kasabian were the headliners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And Springsteen was the next day. Um, but no, Hard Rock in Hard Rock Calling in Hyde Park, which was this one that mm. you didn't come to. Um, that was the famous one. That was yeah. the one where Paul McCartney came out and the council pulled the plug on them. What song? They broke were, curfew. What song were they playing? I think Twist and Shout. I think they had finished Twist and Show. And then they were going into, I saw her standing there. No, it wasn't that. No, I can't, I don't. I, I know it was. It whatever. was different for me being there. They opened up with, um, the at D- Dublin was the next gig they played. The first night in the RDS was the next gig they played after Hyde Park, right? And they so finished after, the song. They finished yeah. the song, yeah. And Stevie was on stage dressed as a fucking policeman and he pulled down this huge power cord. Yeah. And, like yeah. he lifted it up so that they That's could right, play that's it. right. I, I think it was Twist and Shout or else it was another Beatles song. I think the only no, Beatles one that... I think, I think you're right then. It was Twist and Shout. And then what happened was... Um, he played I Fought the Law and the Law won after that's what it was yeah that was like the opener in the audience yeah, yeah. He played yeah, it. yeah. and then then stevie did the thing and they were like right we're gonna play the rest of that song yeah oh fuck. okay i'm pretty sure you're right then. i think maybe they played yeah. something else then it was twist and show the plug was pulled during twist and show yeah yeah um and nobody knew what the hell was going on and it was one of those things. And then I didn't see you because I ended up hanging out with two London lads. Yeah, you went back to Paddington. Rob, no. With Rob, the tall Spurs fan that we met in Barcelona and his yeah. brother. Jay. Jay, thank you. Um, yeah. And one or two are their friends. Because that's who I ended up hanging out with for that day. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. 
Um, and they, yeah, we went into some place in, in London and we had a few drinks and I ended up staying on one of their couches. Oh, wow. And then I woke up and I was like, so where are we? And they're like, Milton Keynes. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, Jesus. I was like, Matt's somewhere in Essex. I'm in Milton Keynes and all of our stuff is in Paddington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And that's, we met up in Paddington. Took that's our right. Stuff, yeah. And then we left. We got out of London, like. And then, was that must have been the Champions League. For, no, that was another time. I remember our flight back from London was delayed, though. Was that the Aer Lingus flight? Yeah. Bastards. Yeah. It's always fucking Aer Lingus. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, that brought us full swing around into the Dublin shows. And you did the pit. Right. I did the pay, the second night. Uh, first night in the RDS was fucking dreadful, to be honest, because we were way back where you can just have a, you could have a conversation at this decibel to one another and yeah. still be able to hear because the sound in the RDS is basically like the RDS is a big long venue like this. Mm-hmm. Right, stage is here and the speakers are here above the stage, and that's it. There's nothing else. There's no the speakers here. There's no buffer. No nothing. So, There's no um, stands to create any no. reverb. It's just nothing. Shite. It's absolute shite. And yeah. it, it's actually especially bad because the second night at the, the pit, um, being so close, you feel the earth shake with every song. And it's great. But there's a, there's a thing called tinnitus that I have a very light um, uh, variation of. Ringing. Uh, ringing in your ears, yeah, because of overexposure. I have that now. I think it's just, it is from all of the yeah, gigs I've been to yeah. over the years. There's a, there's a website called humanbenchmark.com or something like that, right, where they do all these tests. So you can do like a typing test, see how fast you type. There's mm-hmm. a, a memory recall one. There's a, a number recall one. They're all, they're really good tests, but one of them is a hearing one where they just play a frequency and you have to click where you hear it. Mm-hmm. And I hear it when it's like, I'm in like the fucking... I'm in like the top, uh, I don't know. I have a very, very high percentage. Like I'm with the deaf people. <laughs> like, oh like, God. That's what happens when you go to so many fucking. Concerts. Yeah, no, it's for sure. For sure. Headphones don't help either. Like, especially mm-hmm. if you've been blaring music in them on commutes for many, many years. Yeah, that's it. So, but, uh, yeah, now I'm with you there. Um, yeah, the pit, I remember we were there. One of your mates came to the pit with us. Stephen Rigney. Stephen Rigney. I worked with him in Beaulieu's and again, he was one of these people who just put up with me for Mm. years. Yeah. Talking shite about Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. And so he finally caved in. He he was really sound. Like he is no, but like you know, like you can say it about people, but genuinely after working with him for years and knowing him and um, we still now the odd time send a message to and fro just to check in, but he mm. is a gentleman of like the highest yeah. highest order. I remember, I remember just true. Like, he's a true dub, true dub. Yeah, really sound lad. Big fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and those gigs, yeah. So I think for the first night, we then we were like, okay, let's keep this more social. Mm. There's lots of friends and family here anyway. Yeah, your family is a Springsteen family. My uh, family, yeah, my family are like the Von Traps of Springsteen, except we don't play instruments or sing very well. Andy's um, family is... It's like a cultist thing. I don't know. It's weird. And Andy has like... Um, 
uh, what he might not really like me to say is a happy family. <laughs> no, I love that. It's it's yeah. so true. Yeah. I'm I'm blessed in that um, I have a very very close family. Yeah, they're very close knit. They have very similar interests, and they we're more they, friends than family kind of thing. It's yeah it's, yeah yeah. It's it's like that. It's weird. Like my dad used to bring me to the concerts, and he used to do something else with the girls and he brought me to the Springsteen shows and then I was in a position in 2012 where I made the Springsteen shows my thing, you know, of course mm. I was bonding very well with my father over Springsteen anyway, in the build up to it. Cause I just spent all of my te- late teens, early twenties, just hooked. Only Springsteen was coming in. You know, there was nothing else. There was maybe gaslight Anthem, but apart from that, it was really nothing else. Like, I think Gaslight Anthem was probably mostly me as well. It was mostly you, for sure. Um, and uh, yeah, and Hyde Park, I guess, as well. Um, Actually, uh, on the topic of Gaslight Anthem, there is Brian Fallon's signature. Oh, nice. Yeah. Pretty, pretty cool thing that I have there. He's a cool guy. Yeah, he's the man. But yeah, I, I have a strange family like that. I'm, I got really into it and then did all the traveling. And then my sisters also kind of latched onto it in a weird way the years later. Yeah. And then it just, it became this weird but great family thing. And the family kind of became known as Springsteen Nuts. Mm. I don't really, yeah, it is what it is. I'm, it's good, you know. All right, we get it. You have a happy family. Jeez. We could, we could be, we could be worse. Like, you know? yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, if there's ever a Springsteen gig, everyone in Ireland since then, uh, all of Andy's family has been there. It's like a big thing. Yeah, yeah. We make a point of it. Like, we got my mom there, which was the big one. Yeah, I was at that one, and she's been to plenty of gigs since. Um, but yeah, those Dublin shows were good fun. When we did the pit, it was great, though. I mean, the sound is, was shite. I, re- I remember very, very, um, very strongly him playing uh, Born in the USA at the, in, when we were in the pit. And just, I remember being absolutely shell-shocked by the sound. But that's what they did. It was, you were shell-shocked by synthesizer. It was mm. awful. But then he ended it with the American land, which was really good. And, yeah, uh, that kept the, party, kept the party going. Because like. mm. we had done the whole thing up to then, like so many shows. And uh, yeah. Never heard anything off the Live in Dublin album. So American Land was like very well received. <laughs> Class on. And that was it. That was the end of 2012 for us. Yeah. And we never spoke to each other since. No. In fact, we, we literally stopped our year. July, July 19th, it was all over. I, I didn't wake up again until uh, the 1st of January. I made Andy move to another country. <laughs> Many years later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, after that it was basically gaslight gigs, wasn't it? It was gaslight gigs, yeah. Um, and that was pretty much it until Springsteen came around again. Which was cool because it gave you the time and energy that you needed to do for YouTube and stuff like that, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah, that's true, yeah. And I just worked making up for all of the time off that I had and car loan that I had to pay off. You were also paying me off for about six months, <laughs> I don't really think people needed to know that, but all right. <laughs> no, but I think it's a funny piece of the story, so. It's so silly, yeah. I had a car loan and I still owed you money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
You also owed me some kind of metaphorical money for Milan. So uh, I, I felt like I, I'm a very, um, when I owe someone money, I feel very like I have to give it to them straight away. But if someone owes me money, I'm fairly okay about it. I don't mm. care that much. Um, but with you, I was like, this cunt is going to give me all that money back because of what he did to me in Milan. <laughs> yeah, no, listen, you were absolutely right. I was an idiot. I mean, I, I'm I feel like, no, really. but genuinely, like, I mean, I was not a mature man. I was definitely a boy when I was in my early 20s. You know? The thing for me is that so was I. <laughs> for me to be the mature one, it's like, Jesus. I, I think bad. you were certainly more the mature one out of the two of us. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Mm. Yeah, that was that was something, all right. And that's probably the main reason why you didn't go back to Milan with me the next year. <laughs> I think the next year there was also problems with money for me because YouTube yeah, was yeah, my yeah. income, and mm-hmm. um, I wasn't. Uh, I definitely wasn't like high level enough to know, like, oh, I've got this much money coming in. But I, I had this thing where I was. Um, I had a coin sponsor and the coin sponsor stuff made me a fuck ton of money. Like people, um, I don't think it's going to go in. No people. Um, my, the total amount of money that I've ever made from YouTube is not like publicly available or whatever. And even the total views that I've accrued, I don't think is publicly available because Mm -hmm. I've deleted videos and stuff like that. But, the money that I made from coin sponsors is like 10 times what I've made from YouTube. And I only ever had two coin sponsors. Um, but the thing was, was that you would only ever make money off the coins when there was a promotion shit on like team of the season or, you know, that kind of bullshit. So like, I think you were going to Milan in 2013 in like the summertime. And I was basically waiting for team of the season to happen. And we didn't know when it was going to be announced by EA. Mm. And um, when it got announced, I was all ready for it. But then I didn't get my payment until after you had already gone. And it was just too... Yes. Um, like, the money was absolutely enough to go to Milan on. But yeah, yeah. It, none of it, like, materialized quickly enough. So I just couldn't do it. Probably for the best, huh? Probably. Because, well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think... Me, you, and John together is a good um, trifecta, but mm-hmm. I, I'm sure something would have gone wrong somewhere along the way. Well, I can tell you for sure that we still managed to do a lot of walking. <laughs> yeah, well, that doesn't surprise me. I think after Paddle, I won't get into it. There's no point going into 2013 after we've been doing this already for about four hours. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah, after I had planned, like, Padova is a weird town in Italy. It's like famous for having a university and that's all that happens there. <laughs> There's a football team in Serie B. Why is Oxford famous? Yeah, I don't know. Um, Cambridge. But, um, yeah, but they're much smaller than those kind of towns. Like, yeah, I know what you they're, mean. They're big, you know. Um, or maybe I'm just being ignorant. Apologies. Uh, <laughs> but whatever it was, I ended up booking us this hotel B&B thing like a few kilometers down the road outside of town on a bus route we can get in we can get out perfect it all makes sense until after a gig when 30,000 people are leaving 
the same place at once and there is no public transport because it's everything is just diabolical and you're in a country where you don't speak the language yeah, and yeah. nothing works and nobody understands you so we walked it and it was 12 and a half kilometers <laughs> after spending about i want to say 10 12 hours mm. at the venue including the gig yeah uh, it was something else. How was how did John deal with that? He dealt with it okay. I mean, we we talked a lot, <laughs> but uh, we did we did okay. I mean, we were walking down a highway past casinos and really dodgy spots, but we were all mm. right. We when we got back to the hotel, I was just like, "Listen, I need a drink." Uh, he went straight to bed. I yeah, had, but I had a few Not drinks. A I had like a couple of beers at the bar calming down talking to the barman slash night porter slash hotel receptionist guy and then people start coming in and they were like oh that traffic man getting out of that concert and i was like what and they were like yeah how, which way did you come and i was like we walked and they were like you walked after the concert like what when did you leave and i was like when it was over and they're like well we left when it was over but we're only we're we yeah drove. yeah yeah you know, just it it was mayhem. It was chaos. I I'd say if I went on that, me and John would have killed each other at some point because Probably. we would have found some philosophical realm of disagreement and hammered it down. Well, till we didn't is, talk to each other. This anymore. is the thing because you two like to debate, mm. and I'm so. <laughs> Yeah, you should see our WhatsApp conversations. <laughs> well, I, 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 I tend to often receive half of it. <laughs> John's going to be watching this and he's going to be like, you fucking bastard. Yeah, you bastard. He's bad mouthing me. But I'm like, it's all love, John. We love you. Yeah. John Stay is going to be, John is the next person I have lined up. So. Oh, good, man. I'm looking forward to it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so are you. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to think of how I'm going to explain this part to him. When I just don't. Just yeah. don't. Don't even mention it. No. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think it, I, I would love to see the re- that alternate reality where it's me, you and John and Moan. I, I just, I'd love to see what would happen. You know what you should do? You should bring up your, ask him about his Milan experience. Mm. Imagine if he has it just as awful as you did and I am not aware of it. Yeah. <laughs> and it turns out just that when I'm in that city, I am the biggest prick on earth. John's way too nice, though. He, like, he did have the most diplomatic way <clears throat> of saying that. He no, just... I, I, I remember there was moments where we had, uh, we had, we, we, we got short with each other. <laughs> but I had also, it, it worked like for like, the traveling because we went to venice and all that beforehand he he's literally the best person to be in a fight with though because oh, yeah. you never actually you're always like ah fucking john but like in your head you're like this and the reason why this annoys me so much is because i actually love john <laughs> and like usually you're annoyed because <clears throat> you're triggered by the fact that he's pressing on a point that hurts because he's right and mm-hmm. you have to concede something like that along the way and or else you're like he's not seeing it the way i see it which means that i haven't expressed it well enough you know what i mean like it's always like a fair game exchange you're sure yeah you're yeah. never angry because he's dishonest or because he's 
like no prick and then know? i'm 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 the third person or like i'm seeing you two and you're arguing you're, you're it's not really an argument as much as no, it is it's, it's a not. debate yeah, it's yeah. always a debate or a, a heated discussion I, I would say it's a debate but mm. what happens is both of you have tunnel vision yeah and so it just goes on and on and on yeah like even when we met up with groups of guys like we'd be out with all of the lads in the pub and then you and John would just kind of clash in a corner yeah. and just debate and the rest of the lads were just like for fuck's sake like, we're watching know. Liverpool against Newcastle can you not just leave it out like it's Thursday I know I know it's so ridiculous it's it's like to me, it always seems like <coughs> no it's, it's not though it's listen you guys instead we were Talking nonsense, watching football, drinking pints, and you were having intelligent, well-articulated discussions and debates with a friend. I mean, is, isn't it mad that we all ended up like? I, I've lived, obviously, you know this. I've lived everywhere. I've had more you houses. Are and quite transient. I am yes. the most transient person out of anyone. I, like I think I've lived in like twelve to fifteen different actually registered homes. I was, I was life. telling my partner Elena that she was like, uh, so. Matt's also from Swords, and I was like, well, <laughs> Tipperary, Limerick, and all these other places that apparently he's never lived, he's also lived in. Waterford, yeah. Waterford. But I lived on this, this is for the listeners, I lived on this one road in River Valley for literally only two years I lived there. That's all it was. I know that, that's probably, like, you probably don't think that I'm correct when I I literally lived there for two years. Really? Yeah. That's it. That's all it was, was two years. Wow. I know. And like the best friends of my whole life have come from that road. There's like yep. you, John, Keeley, Steve, obviously. Sure. All from that one road. And that's, and yep. then like one road and we're over. all spaced like a few houses but away. Two roads over, River Valley Close, Peter and Glenn. Who yeah. Like are, you know, two of my favorite people ever. And mm-hmm. that's like, it's such a, and I've lived everywhere, but that that's the only place where I have like even one friend that I'm that close with, but I yeah, have like yeah, yeah. six of them. Like it's mad. <laughs> it's crazy. Like it's such a weird thing. It's a great place to grow up, man. Yeah. And is. I mean, I, I grew up there from forever, you know, mm. but you, well, you, well, you came in and it was just like, you fit in straight away, mm. you know? Yeah. It's uh, I don't know. It's, it's quite the thing. Like it's uh, I talk about that. Um, to John sometimes and he's just like I think John genuinely believes that like scientifically it is the best road <laughs> like <laughs> you can boil that down to some formula some way it's yeah actually, yeah yeah you would well it gets more light because it doesn't have another row of houses <laughs> in front of it it only makes sense um, that the, the sedimentary flowing downstream from the yeah, valley below that it 100% would of course up. you have the, the decibel levels are much lower because you don't have adjacent houses exactly, and additional yeah. traffic you know what? He's absolutely right. He is. Scientifically. Better air quality, you know. Way better air quality. It, it had it all. Sorry, I'm trying to just, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, well. It had it all. And all you needed to do was just walk out of your house one day wearing the, the Spurs jersey and having a football on you. That's all it took. That was it, yeah. Rest is history, man. That's true. Rest is history. Cheers to you. It's late. It is. Yeah. It's very, very late. I'm uh, 
I think we should probably leave it at that. I, I mean, if we're continuing this tour going into the next year, I did Italy with John, and then there was London in Wembley. Oh, Wembley. Did you do that with me? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and how dare you ask? Then maybe that's the gig I did with Jay and Rob and all of the other lads mm. from London and ended up in Milton Keynes. It's a bit fuzzy. Hmm. Uh, it is fuzzy. Yeah. Then London, Olympic Park, that's when we were referring to Codeline and Kasabian and Paul Weller and stuff. Then it was Rockford in Belgium, Limerick, Cork, Belfast. And then the Kilkenny weekend. Oh, Leeds. Yeah, Leeds. Well, we weren't there for that either. I was there for the Dublin one of that tour. There was no Dublin one. I was there for the Dublin one of the next year. Uh, the yes. one where he opened with Dan. High Hopes. Okay, yeah, High Hopes. That was the High Hopes tour. Yeah. I, I that's, that's perhaps another show. Another, another tour for another day. Yeah, yeah, precisely. So, um, well, thanks for coming on the Midnight Hour at long last. Uh, it's been emotional. <clears throat> it has. Um, I still haven't uh, got a response to my complaint about my Midnight Hour cup getting chipped after five years of ownership. Where do I, uh, <laughs> when, when, when do I expect a response? Oh, give me this one. Uh, I'd actually rather the compensation, please. I'd actually say to the listeners, anyone watching this right now, the Rubik's Cube doesn't come with it. That's separate. By the way, by the way, did all of this myself. Got very close to the thing. You changed the stickers and you still didn't complete it. No, it's an algorithm. It's actually like, it's so fucking easy to learn how to do this. Um, it's a good, like, it is a very good piece of product. It is a sturdy, sturdy mug. It, is. it has lasted me a very, very long time. Look at that. Look at the size of that. Society 60, is it? Society 6. 6, close enough. Yeah. Um, must be thinking of their older, wiser brother. Correct. Uh, <laughs> it is. It's a really good... I mean, I have plenty of cups over the years, but that has stood the test of time. Yeah. It's a serious piece of merchandise. And then and there's also this thing that everyone should buy. I don't even know what it's called, but I own it. So In work, when we do, I'll, I'll, I'll stop on this. I'll, I'll finish up on this one. Mm. When we have, because I work for a, a big car company, and when we have like important people coming in, or if we're doing some kind of seminar, or if there's anything of relevance that I can, like training, or I can go to a meeting room, I bring my midnight hour cup with me. And I sit it out and I sit it out in front of everybody like that's fucking great. Uh, like, yeah. I'm trying to like I've been trying to get Steve to wear a midnight hour t shirt on stage or something. Uh, like, he's do all that. about the jackets, so you just can't get Yeah, yeah. You'll have to just get like a, a a crochet patch you can stick onto the back of his jacket. That's not a bad idea, actually. No, you can get someone to do it for you in AliExpress. In the song Coming Alive, he does say from the morning sun to the midnight hour, so that's that would be perfect just at that moment then your your banner unfurls behind them <laughs> he also has a song called midnight i mean i don't know that's yeah it's as if he's just trolling you now at this stage there's only one podcast mentioned on the code line wikipedia page right and it's midnight hour so that's... Did, you, did you put that entry in yourself i actually didn't and i don't know who did like they've never a lot like i, I have um 
Oh, well, he, 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 he did the Midnight Hour years ago, right? He's been on it twice, yeah. Yes, okay. Um, I think the second one is genuinely... That's fair enough. I think it's fair to say that... I mean, they have a real fan base, you know? Yeah, they're a real so, band. They're a real band. They're a real thing. I don't make them up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it makes sense that someone is, is putting the effort in to update the Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. Cause Probably I, the Codeline fan base page. They're pretty... Uh, they are very active. Pretty consistent. Yeah. Very active. I don't know if it's like, I feel like if it was one of my fans, they would have told me because they kind of, I, I'm like almost in on the joke with all of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, cool. Well, thanks a million, man. And no, uh, that was, it. listen, thank you. It's, it's good. Uh, take care of yourself. Yeah, you too. Look after your mental health more than anything. And uh, we will talk again soon, man. Tell the bride-to-be, I'm sorry that I stole you for the evening. and she's, that I. She's always the bride-to-be. <laughs> only for the time. Tell, tell her I'm sorry that uh, not only did I steal you, but I also denied her access to the living room. For the yeah, yeah. Um, she keeps on saying to me, she's like, you know, the more this COVID thing goes on, the more chance you have to marry Matt or Baz. So <laughs> this is your time. Yeah, this is your time now, and I'm like, yeah, I know, but I also can't fly home, mm. and there's, I can't, there's no ferries, so even yeah. if I wanted to. Also, I'm fundamentally opposed to the institution of marriage, so it's gonna have well, to be Baz, and good luck tying him down. <laughs> that man will not be spoken to. So we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. Okay, yeah. brother, lots of love. Thank yep. you very much. That was a lot of fun, and I appreciate it. And I apologize to everyone. Heard about all lies, yes, absolutely. All right, take it easy, man. Good job, good night. On the day we sweated out on the streets of a runaway American dream, and night we ran through mansions of glory and suicide machines. Sprung from cages on Highway 9, chrome wheel fuel injection, and stepping out.
Apologies. Oh, that's fine. Um, cheers. Yeah, cheers. Actually, this time we can raise a glass, yeah. I, uh, I started war on Twitter earlier, evidently. So that's good. Tell me about the tweet. Um, ben Shapiro. Uh, so Bernie Sanders. Uh, Bernie Sanders tweeted, this is what a rigged and corrupt economy looks like. Stock market, best monthly gains in 33 years unemployment, worse since the Great Depression. We've got to fundamentally change the economy. Wall Street CEOs should not be profiteering off of so much pain and suffering. Right? And his point is, if unemploy unemployment is the worst since, the, like, the worst of all time, um, but the stock market is doing well, and the stock market only benefits uh, the top 10% of people, right? Mm -hmm. And Ben Shapiro quote tweeted it and said, you are a stupid, stupid human being. The stock market had monthly gains because the original stock market drop was the largest in history, a result of pricing in all COVID-19 damage. The stock market increase is a prediction of recovery. Like Bernie Sanders knows this. Like I know that Bernie Sanders is against the stock exchange in general and all that stuff, but he absolutely understands the market fundamentals. And the reason why it's increasing is because mm -hmm. it dropped so much. This is obvious stuff. Um, and then I replied to Ben Shapiro and I said, his point is that the disparity between a climbing stock market and record unemployment, but you knew that and you just deliberately misinterpreted his tweet to use it as an opportunity to get retweets from the ideologues who follow you. And now <laughs> my mentions look like this. And yeah, I, I have just opened it up. I can see it. Jesus. It's just like I've, uh, I've made a terrible mistake. And some, some guy, uh, this fella here, Cliff, you Cliff Pennington Sr. says to me, you don't know the basic market fundamentals either. Like, how are you, Cliff? Uh, I'm a fund analyst. You Hang on a sec. That's Cliff Sr. Show some respect. That's true. Sorry, Cliff Sr. I'm, I'm a senior funds analyst. That's my <laughs> Meanwhile, he is a God Family USA, Texas. Science and technology, which isn't Scientology. Uh, <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And proud lifetime NRA member. Yeah, there you go. 